Hey there, my name's Owen. I'm the Dungeon Master of our Return of the Giants campaign. Um, hey guys, um, I'm Jared. I'm playing the character of Crassus uh, Antares, a Astral Elf Wizard. Hi everybody, I'm Michael. I'm playing Tetra Aeonite, a Circle Stars Druid. Hi, my name's Claire. I am playing Naudis, or Now, who is a Dwarven Forged Fighter. Uh, hi, I'm Ali, and I'm playing Lyra, the Eldering Druid. Hi, I'm Matt. I'm playing Niall Silverman, the uh, Monk Owlin. Hello! Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Lost Archives. We've not been having audio issues. Everything's running smoothly. (laughs) Jared coming in a second later. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Jared's back, everybody. He's here. Um, Now, you won't won't see his face if you're watching on YouTube or Twitch, but you will hear his voice, and for podcasters, you'll be able to hear his voice. Um, Jared is, is still recovering from his knee surgery, so he's lent us only his voice for tonight. Yeah. Hey, guys. Um, also, before I realized, because I unmuted the video uh, chat just to see if it was working on the Twitch stream. So that's why I was lagged with my hello. Because I got. Hey, yeah. You're responding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's pretty funny. It's my bad. Um, I'm oh also like, yeah, drugs, yeah, endone, blah, blah. Drugs. <laughs> drugs. Um, prescription. Uh, so thank you so much, everybody. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> for joining us tonight for our return by the, the shady guy with the, the overcoat yeah yeah yeah. you want the don i got the don right here come on yeah i just got the news agency miles. <laughs> <laughs> um i i hope and we all hope that you guys had a lovely easter break uh if you celebrated easter i hope you had a lovely easter if you don't celebrate easter but you enjoy a good public holiday like me i hope you enjoyed a good public holiday uh, and a bit of time off and a bit of time to rest and relax um we're certainly we're certainly back raring fit ready to go like very excited for uh, for another session um obviously there was no avatar legends last night very very last last minute we had a, a couple of players not be able to make it so instead we did grounded and that was really fun and we almost had dave join us for grounded but then dave couldn't join us for grounded at the last minute but that's okay we'll get we'll get dave on for grounded next time i've got i've got dave booked in for grounded at some point yeah it was loads of fun we had a uh, we had a great time um and uh, obviously with the Easter Monday, we didn't do our Curse of Stride. So it's been quite a quiet week for uh, for us streaming. But we're back now with our premiere homebrew D&D campaign, Return of the Giants. Uh, we, I, I should say as well, actually, we're still joined by our special guest, Dave. Hello. <laughs> Just quickly said a hello to his dog first and then then said hello to you guys. Um, the, the podcast listeners, Dave's got his dog on his lap, which is uh, super cute. <laughs> Just doing a little happy dance. Oh, my goodness. That's fantastic. I should see if any of my dogs are... Oh, my dogs will be elsewhere right now. They're like bumming food. Um, so yeah, Dave is, Dave is joining us as uh, as Harry, the Harangon. He will uh, continue to be joining Ooh. us for the next couple of sessions. Very excited to have Dave joining us uh, for a bit. And um, yeah, be, be really fun having a, having a big old party of, uh, of six players tonight. Mm. We've done it. We've done it a few times before. Not, not not anything new for us i think uh tyranny of dragons we had about eight or nine sessions where we had six and seven people at some points because we had guests come and then you guys came back and then we had like a, an overflow effect with like the full cast plus the guests to make sure we had it all all run smoothly um alrighty, well let me do a quick recap for the session and then we will jump straight back into it so let me quickly pull open my notes from last time the Tempest Adventuring Guild, a name now legendary across the lands of Nostea, has formed a brand new team. Lyra, Tetra, 
Niles, Nowthys, and Crassus have been sent to the nearby settlement of Laspire to locate the hill giant fort recently seen flying overhead in the nearby area. Last session, the group arrived at the town, finding some obvious signs of trouble as they travelled down the main road. They were met outside the gates by Harry, a Harangon travelling merchant who had only just arrived to peddle his wares in town and attempt to open trade with the giants. Deciding to travel in together, the group, form, the group found the town seemingly abandoned, the central town square now destroyed, replaced by a massive metal and obsidian orb softly glowing and pulsing with light. Deciding to investigate the nearby houses, some of which seemed to be in the process of being deconstructed, the group found the settlement crawling with clockwork creations resembling ants the size of dogs. From all over town, these mechanical creatures were gathering materials from the nearby houses and transporting them to the sphere. Seemingly harmless, or at least uncaring or unnoticing of the party's presence within the town, the group entered the nearby church, only to be ambushed by more clockwork insects, these ones resembling two giant spiders and a giant scorpion. The battle was a tense one, Harry and Lyra taking some brutal blows which briefly knocked them unconscious and resulted in Harry sustaining a rather grievous injury. The party were successful, however, at fending off these mechanical constructs. And we left off last session as they looted through the church area, the thorax of the two spiders, seemingly hollow and containing items that they had salvaged and scavenged from the church area. Whereas the large scorpion, I think uh, Tetra was in the process of scavenging for some parts. And that's where we left off last session. We're actually going to jump over to Crassus before we jump in with the main party. Now, Crassus, last session you decided to spend a little bit of time outside the walls of the town with the cart, making it a bit harder to locate, a bit harder to see, so that it wasn't in any danger of suffering uh, damage or loss while you were exploring the town. Seeing that there was some malfeasance occurring within the town, you decided to play it safe and make sure the cart was well looked after. Um, over the last sort of 10, 15 minutes, you have gathered some twigs, leaves, branches, moved the cart off around the side of the wall a little bit, behind a naturally occurring scrub and tree area and then you've bundled up some twigs and stuff around it to hide it as best you can as you walk back towards the main road and look towards it the cart's not too badly hidden um could i get you to roll me a survival check to see just how well yeah. it is hidden so this is what i was laughing about ironically i'm probably not the person to have done this job but we're gonna go forth <laughs> okay survival let's go Six. Six. It's not too bad. I mean, as you look back... I am intelligence, not wisdom. Exactly. As, as you look back, you can see the, the cart, the, the, the uh, furrows carved into the, the uh, loamy earth from the cart wheels as you pushed it over towards this, this bracken. Um, I mean, you can see them, but I mean, there's cart wheels everywhere. You don't think anyone's going to notice those leading directly to the cart. And as you look back, you can see that it's mostly hidden behind some trees and scrub. It's good enough. You know what I might do, actually... Because these guys are going inside for a while. I'm going to... Um, okay. So I'm going to do Ritual Cast Alarm in a 20-foot cube on the carriage. Just so if it does, if anything does go off, like if anything happens to it, we'll, we, we should know. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's a great idea. Um, you spend 10 minutes walking around casting the, the Ritual Alarm. Um, the, what would you like the alarm to be if it goes off? What would, what's your chosen sound? Um, <laughs> you know what? 
Because, um, ironically, like, everyone will find out what my fine familiar is uh, later on, but it's going to be an owl hoot, because Niles is here as well. I think it's funny <laughs> to keep ah! that owl train going. Brilliant. Nice. Fantastic. Yeah, I love it. Um, while that's been going on, actually, while you were with the cart, you had probably 10 minutes to also ritual cast find familiar. Uh, would I be correct in assuming you also do that? Oh, Yes. Yep. Yep. Hundred percent. Brilliant. Would you like to describe your familiar, or should we save so, it for when the party see it? What do you reckon? I like that. Let's do that. Okay. Done. As you as you finish summoning your familiar, it perches atop your shoulder, um, giving sort of a, a gentle gentle um, susurrus in your ear uh, that helps focus your mind as you as you begin uh, hiding the cart away, then casting alarm. The the animal companion um, familiar giving you some some guidance and comfort um, as you finish that spell the cart now safe you turn your attention towards the town hearing this incredibly loud crashing noise this dolorous as if a bell had been rung very very loudly followed by a series of crashes and then this muted thud coming from inside the palisade walls um, probably at that point you would start to sense maybe all is not a hundred percent well inside the town. Uh, perfect. Well, I guess I'd better find where they've all scampered off to. Perfect. Crassus, um, as you head inside through the town gates, you immediately spy scuttling around a series of townhouses located right near the exit to the town these very large clockwork ants about the size of a maybe just maybe just under the size of a golden retriever these massive six-legged clockwork ants you can see gears and springs and cogs moving within their bodies the large abdomen at the back seemingly hollow you can see one of them's actually opened up its abdomen and is placing items inside while the other one uses its massive mandibles to just carve through a section of wood like it was butter these massive mandibles just crunching through the wood, um, cutting away and opening it up. They don't seem to pay much attention to you, though. As you step through the town gates, they don't even really glance in your direction. These crystalline eyes uh, of this dark, almost like obsidian-like crystal, covered in this layer of uh, refractive and reflective glass, don't even really seem to turn towards you. Okay. Um, I will stealth, though, because I'm by myself. Absolutely. Would you like to make a stealth check for me? I'm actually quite sneaky. 18. Very sneaky. Um, I'm also going to have my fine familiar, um, f like, flying around, sort of doing um, aerial reconnaissance. Absolutely. With a, with a very soft, silent flutter of wings, almost imperceptible your familiar takes to the skies and begins a low, lazy figure eight above your head, keeping an eye out, occasionally letting off these soft cries to alert you to any potential danger that it spies. But all you see is more of these mechanical ants, which, again, pay you no heed. They seem oblivious to your presence or uncaring. You're not sure which. Okay, cool. Um, I'll, I'll keep going. I, I guess, like... I'll have a sense of where that 
I imagine where the sounds are coming from is probably where the party are. You, yeah, so you heard that, that, that loud ringing noise came directly from the north, and your familiar soon alights atop the spire of the church, in fact, where the bell tower once stood, and tilts its head curiously as it glances down the inside of the bell tower before fluttering back, um, again making these sort of soft cries, and then leading you over towards the church. Cool. All right. As you approach the very small, rather austere church within the town, you can see that it is devoted to both Lysander, uh, predominantly to both Lysander um, and to Melora, the goddess of the wilds. You can see the stained glass windows depicting uh, a beautiful rising sun, as well as waves over the ocean and a, and a dense forest. And, and it is rather common for small settlements to have churches devoted to the worship of many gods. Um, it does seem like the two predominant gods in this settlement would appear to be Melora and Lysander. The church doors are open. The main large wooden doors that lead into the... Um, I think one of my dogs might have stepped on my other dog. <laughs> yeah, actually, there was we did, we did say last time around the same time there was like the sound of a dog running out of town. That's what you hear as the dog runs past you, this very like gentle yelping as it disappears uh, out the town gates, uh, Crassus. Um, yeah, but you can see these large double doors are actually half ajar, and from inside you can hear the sound of metal scraping on metal followed by this hiss almost like of steam hissing through a pipe. Um, okay, I'm gonna bring my, I'm gonna get my familiar and have, have it come to me and I'll send him in first to uh, gauge this sound because, yeah. Well, let's jump into the people inside the church. Um, the rest of the party, the clockwork creatures, the two spiders and scorpion lie unmoving, um, seemingly destroyed or at least inhibited for the time being as they lie on the ground you've gone through their abdomens gone through the uh the goods that they seem to have acquired and you can see up close now that these creatures are very cleverly and clearly designed for different purposes the spiders that you saw the clockwork spiders they have a spinneret at the back of their tail which produces this roll of steel thread which you suspect is probably designed to bind things together or to wrap around columns or constructs that need to be pulled down um, or dragged back towards uh, a location, dragged to and from a location. In addition, the fangs, their, their mandibles, are actually tipped with some sort of acid-like substance. You can see that as they're lying there unmoving, one of the fangs has broken open and this drip of this very almost like a, a light purple colored liquid as it drips onto the stone floor of the church with a hiss is eroding away a tiny little section of the stone as it etches into it. You get the sense this would probably be even more effective against metal. Um, the scorpion, the large clockwork scorpion, the tail, that three-pronged tail, each one is actually tipped with a different type of tip. One of them is tipped with a red crystal, one with a blue crystal, and one with a white crystal. What these functions might be, you're not sure. The red and blue crystals are both broken and cracked, whereas the white crystal which you saw shoot a bolt of lightning does seem to still be intact. As you are looking around <clears throat> over these creatures, there's almost like a soft flutter 
imperceptible sound, but the sense of air pushing down from above, and you see an avian form fluttering through the church doors and a light on one of the wall sconces. Jared, would you like to describe Crassus's familiar? So, um, the familiar is... I think I think we had a chat about it, Owen, and um, mm. I'm not going... So, obviously, with the five familiar spell, there's certain forms you can choose. So, I'm, I went with Owl before I had even thought about Niles. <laughs> so, ironically, we have two Owls in the party now. But this is not just like a regular Owl, it's an astral Owl. Um, so, Owen, that picture that you had sent me yeah, do you, want me to dis- like. do you want me to describe it then? Because I've, yeah, I've, I've had a start it. on the artwork. I didn't quite get the artwork done in time for tonight's stream, but I will have oh, it for the next really one. Um, so it's a, it's a snow white owl with a very dark black beak and dark black feet. The plumage almost has this kind of ghostly light to it, this very faint bioluminescence drifting across it that rather than shining with a light seems to give this impression of almost like a dark black light appearance coming off it. Very, very faint, almost imperceptible. Its head, however, has these two large uh, protuberances coming out on either side of the left and right, tipped with a light blue glowing, almost like a lure from a um, from a deep sea fish. But they, rather than pulling forwards, pull back across the head, giving almost this crest of dark black um, skin tipped with this bioluminescent circular tip. The eyes glow with this same bioluminescent light, this very light blue color. Uh, and I will have some artwork for you guys uh, hopefully soon on that. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Just didn't quite finish it in time. Uh, as no, this... Hey, oh, sorry, you go. Yeah, no. Sorry, go no, no, no. <laughs> Niles, you got some sort of a Kuzbra that's a, a bit of a ghostly looking thing. It looks a bit like you. Is, is, Wait, it, is it your friend? Who's Harry talking to? Niles. Niles. Oh, okay. Michael. Oh, um, no, this is the first time I've seen this little fellow. Uh, Crassus, this is a rather curious... Uh, Crassus isn't, you isn't there yet, just so you know. Oh, it's just the oh, familiar. Sorry. Just the familiar's I'm, flown I'm, in. I'm oh, um, scared out the the hall first before I enter. Oh, I I don't know who I don't know what that is. It's a rather dashing looking little fellow, though, isn't it? The owl bit, cocks its head, spectral, turning towards the noise, giving out this very soft <laughs> as it stares at you, Niles. Uh, I look at it as well, and also give it a bit of a look. I'm just like, <laughs> so as, I'm gonna uh, yep, I'm gonna yep. keep my stealth up, and I'm gonna stealth into the. Um, into the um, into the hole that you guys are in, or wherever you are. I'm going to say you sort of... stealth in because no one has a passive perception of 18. I'm willing to bet. Perfect. Um, yeah. I'm going to get in, and I'm going to be standing to Niles as he got sort of is sort of looking at it, and then the, you're sort of coming. The, the the familiar will come on a trajectory like towards Niles, almost like gaining some speed. Um, Niles like flaps out the way (laughs) and then I I sort of stand there um, sort of cocked like a um, eagle um, handler would sort of have like you know and then the astral owl will um, you know immediately yeah flies over and lands are you behind me Crassus I was like next to you I I stealthed in as everyone's attention was on the owl my head like just like that does like this 180 and just like spins around to you he's I'm just like Crassus oh does that little fellow belong to you? Oh, 
Oh, this is my um, find familiar. So, oh. by all means, don't be scared of him. He's 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 good. He's... Oh no no, I think it's quite dashing. What a, what a fine choice for a familiar. It's it looks a little odd. I think it looks like you know you know one of those the really deep like the angler fish with the dinga dinga. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> just having a look at that myself. No, you don't find these often in in the realms. Um, this is something that comes to us in the um, the sky castles that we're on. Oh. That, 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 does he have really sharp teeth like anglerfish? <laughs> um, I, I look at the familiar and I, I sort of get the um, the owl to open its, its beak. Yeah, I mean, razor sharp beak, much like a snowy owl, this much smaller, much more razor sharp beak that can open quite wide, revealing uh, inside this, um, again, that that almost that glowing blue uh, bioluminescence inside the throat as it opens its beak and shows off this very wickedly sharp, slightly curved beak. No teeth. No teeth. No, no teeth. Um, pretty cool. Looks sorry about like that, Tetra. I don't what? think you've seen this either in our travels. I haven't shown him off yet. Would Niles have teeth? Niles does not have teeth. Niles is, uh, is an owl. <laughs> yeah, <owner. laughs> yeah I was just thinking about that. I'm like, wait a sec. Um, his name is Sova. 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 Yeah. So I actually Sova. found out apparently that in Croatian, which I'm, I'm Croatian, Sova is L. Oh, I like That's that. Cool. That's really cool. And I thought, I thought uh, it actually cool. sounded pretty cool as a name as well, so I went, I went with it. I like Sova. It. Sova? Sova. 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 Probably, probably not Sova, probably Sova. 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 I like Sova. it. Yeah, nice. yeah. It is. Uh, More emphasis I, again, on the... I will have oh. the artwork for that very soon. I That's cool. just haven't had a chance to finish it. No? But no, 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 no problem there at all. But, um, well, yeah, um, I for one approve of your little friend here. I think he is a fine, um, dashing fellow. I figured you would, um, to be honest. Like, well, I, you do have some, you know, similarities a little bit. Yeah, yes. As you yeah. turn your head, Crassus, you notice there's a new person here who you've not seen before. Um, Dave, oh. would you like to describe <clears throat> Harry to us? Well, first of all, Harry only just holsters his crossbow because he's been pointing out the owl the whole time. Yeah. But Harry, in the character, the fact that actually, did I meet Harry? You met you met Harry, but I just I just want Dave to describe Crassus to you again. To just sorry, I just want Dave to describe Harry again, so you've got Harry fresh in your mind, Crassus. Yeah. Oh my god, that was a sentence and a half to get through. What is wrong with me? Well, um, when you when you met Harry the first time, he's wearing his like ornamental robe with like his um, yeah. So, you know, he's a merchant. He's he, it's 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 a functional robe, but right now it looks like a completely different one because it's a completely different color. It's it's black. It's 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 um, not reflective at all. Um, he's he's a bit short. He's not he's not uh, full size. He's actually a small creature, uh, but his ears make him quite look a bit more tall so if you if you looked eye level you'd just be looking at the top of his ears <laughs> and you've pulled your hood on as well haven't you harry for that little exchange so something you haven't seen is harry's special hood which has holes cut out for the ears designed to sit comfortably around them and so as harry pulled on his hood before when he swapped his cloak around uh the other attachment has a hood that pops out of a little very cleverly designed cloth compartment at the back of the neck um and rather than keeping his ears contained and pulling him down inside the hood, it looks like Harry's designed and stitched himself these two ear holes for his ears to pop up and appear out through the top of the hood. Nice. 
Yeah, it, it, it means that you can't do the cool like hood up thing because it has to be like feeding like tuck. So once it's first. on, it stays on for a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, actually, it'd be pretty easy to remove. You could just pull it back, I guess. Yeah. If, if it did try to do the cool head up, um, hood up thing, would it be would his ears be like? I guess they yeah, would exactly. be, yeah, like over the front yeah. of your face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. He's got bangs. <laughs> He's got bangs. Lots his eyesight and he's hearing. I guess they're more like flops <laughs> than bangs. while he does it. Flops. Flops. Aww. Just like flops. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can see Crassus that Harry is actually limping a little bit. There is a quite a quite a rough, jagged wound in his thigh. Um, that is is not actively bleeding, but does look like it has been recent and uh, and quite brutal. Yeah, um, I'll definitely take in the scene. So obviously, I can see some drone spiders. Um, obviously, they've been destroyed, and the, the, Lyra also looks pretty wounded. I imagine I, I listened to the podcast, so yep. I know that you both went down. <laughs> Um, a little bit better now for the short oh, run. We were both O-code, right? We were both one hits, I think. You yeah, both, you both yeah. went down. <laughs> were they one hit KOs, were, were they? Mine yeah, was a one hit. We were rolling, was, yeah. we were rolling an inordinate amount of natural 20s last session. I do remember yeah. that. I think we had like nine or ten. Eight. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, I can't remember if it was Lyra or, or Harry that was like two or three HP away from like a... That was Lyra. Like, Lyra was, yeah, I think, was, six yeah, HP off a single character. Yeah, 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 you were real close. Level one. Level yeah. one. <laughs> oh, if I was level one, I'd be dead. I was level two, so... Yeah. Oh, yeah, you go. Um, but no, I'll look around and... Oh, I, I see I missed some of the action. Are you all right? Harry, you're the... Is that a... Is that a crossbow bolt in your leg? It, has uh, been it, it was it was in my leg, but it's uh. Oh, no, next. Yeah, nah, yeah, nah, nah. She, she'll she'll be right. She'll be right. I uh, keep telling him it. it's he should. Oh, Harry. Oh, Harry. What do you keep saying, Niles? Oh, I was just saying. I think he needs some medical attention. That that crossbow bolt was quite nasty. <clears throat> well, uh, Lyra, Lyra helped me up, so I'll be alright for now. I'll just walk a bit slow, okay. but. We, we don't really have the time or the uh, resources, I guess. That is a good point. We're in, we're in a bit of a bit of a pickle. Uh, Crassus, I assume that you've seen the situation outside. Yes, I, I did see the um, the ants walking around, and well, I, I'm here now. I'm here to help. I, I, I have I have made the carriage a little bit more, you know, conspicuous. Set an alarm as well, but. So we'll know something happens to it, but now I'm here to help. Um, we were uh, we were sort of wondering how we were going to get closer to the sphere. The the ants seem to have uh, to take up a bit of a defensive position um, when any uh, sort of uh, outside interference comes. Um, I was wondering if you had any other ideas about what we could do. Um, help with what again? Some sort of Israel oil. Oh, I was, well, I was just wondering, should we get a bit closer to the sphere to see what they're harvesting or where it's going? Um, or have we got enough here? Should we should we depart back and report our findings? I think I can... <clears throat> I think it's not a bad idea to check out the sphere while we're here. Who knows what it's doing to this town? I agree. Mm. It seems to be harvesting the town for something. Yes, now. Well, could, could this one check it out? 
and they're pointing to the owl. Ah, yes, your little friend there. I could definitely check it out with the with the owl, but unfortunately, I wouldn't be able to get you know a, a, an analysis in like a thorough one. But you could definitely check it. You could send it out and have a bit of a spy. Could that one not talk to that one? Looking, pointing at Niles. <laughs> um, I don't believe this owl is. Cap- well, I mean, I don't speak. It's it's a bit complicated. Um, <laughs> we're a bit far removed from that. Uh, it's a different it's dialect a- of Oren. Uh, I speak uh, yeah. classical Owlin Oren. I imagine this owl speaks fucking animal uh, Oren. Yes, <laughs> indeed. <laughs> What's the voice of the sky, sir? <laughs> <Some other. laughs> I'm just your subconscious, man. That's just what your subconscious yeah. says. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I think we're a bit far removed from that. Um, yeah, I believe this owl is a little bit more animalistic, and uh, we're we're a little bit farther along in the evolution chain. Well, this oh. I can actually communicate with this telepathically within hundred ah. feet of me. Ah, very so, good. yes, I, I, as I find familiar, it's magical of nature, not an actual beast. I, if this goes down, I can I can bring it back. I mean, I, magic. I, I'd be happy to fly up there myself, but um, as we've seen, these uh, these creatures do have some sort of range capability, and I'd rather not get zapped out of the sky anytime soon if I can avoid it. Um, perhaps your fine familiar might fare better then. Um, so, have you guys had your rest? No, I think now's a good well, time to have it if you wanted to. I think we'd be happy. Yeah, well, we're here in the. Uh, while we discuss yeah. plans. Yeah. Oh, doing some little recognizations. Actually, now we'll take the heaviest object in the room, place it in front of the door, and then sit on it. Nice. Uh, Closing the doors too. Yep. The doors open uh, inwards, so that works. Oh, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Even if it didn't work, no, that's still would have done it. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you are all taking a short rest, you may also all level up to level two. As you reflect on your time in combat, what you've learned, and also as a team, how you can better um, better avail yourselves uh, to your team members in combat. Yeah, I think um, Niles is probably going to spend some time. He, he's feeling pretty chipper. He hasn't taken any damage. Um, he's just going to spend some time like looking over the the drones and like looking like really studying. Not that he's really an expert in this field of like mechanics and. That sort of stuff but he'd be like having a good look over the bodies like seeing how it's all made up and trying to get a bit of an idea of like what these things are well if, you're, if i see you taking a, a bit of interest in it, i'll definitely come over and lend my help yeah okay because um i think i'll definitely would be interested very as well. interested as well yeah 100 okay in that case then would you be looking at doing uh, like an arcana kind of understand the magic that powers them investigation to kind of understand the clockwork sort of thing or are you more thinking like just a perception just to look over them see what you can learn just by looking more at like them. a perception check yeah, yeah i think it's more like a uh, yeah just more of a perception check i think all right yeah. i'll do an arcana check then i'll study yeah. the magic that's powering yeah, cool. them and that can do okay. the perception uh, check Tetra's interested in those crystals oh yeah, yeah i thought you might be do you want yeah, to do an Arcana check uh, or investigation check then, Tetra? I'll roll a perception check. Yeah, yeah I'll do an Arcana on that one. All right, that's, that's a natural one, one for nice. 
I didn't roll that crash shot either. That's oh, wow, we know. 10 for Krasis, 8 for Tetra. All right, so we'll go through in order. 7 for... That's a hit dice for Lyra. Oh, um, I was kidding, I was kidding, I was kidding. I was kidding. Um, Niles, natural 1, 5 for Perception. As you look over these clockwork creatures, the first thing that strikes you is these are very complex. Whoever designed and built these... Oh, this must have taken... These things are, are so intricately complex. You, you imagine it would have taken years to build one of these. These are a work of art. The way the gears fit together, the way the plates move and allow for that very fluid motion. I mean, even the fact as you look at the spider, even the fact it was able to climb the walls, you're just like, wow, how did it do that? That's amazing. <laughs> as you look over <laughs> as you look over these creatures, you look at the scorpion like, oh, it's got a tail. Whoa. That thing shot lightning. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> as you look over <laughs> the clockwork creations, that's your impression is just, ooh. Crass yeah. um, <laughs> is with a 10 for Arcana. Tetra with an 8 for Arcana. I mean, clearly magic was used in these things or... Or was it? I mean, all the gears, all the springs. I mean, you've both seen probably probably more Crassus than Tetra. You've seen some wondrous clockwork creations in Oxenford, or maybe even up in the uh, in the sky city of Volus. I mean, there are some amazing things that you can do with clockwork. These things seem to be moving and and reacting in a way that clockwork probably shouldn't or can't, as far as you know. But again, like. Maybe this is just really, really advanced clockwork. Or it could be magic. You're like, you're really torn. Tetra is even more torn. Tetra's probably coming away from this being like, wow, like that is, that's some really impressive, impressive clockwork. I mean, it's, it's not even a, a lightning crystal. I don't understand. It's like some weird, I don't know. Don't, don't worry, Tetra. I have no idea what's going on either. So yes, Tetra, you were... The- you were specifically asking about the crystals. I mean, yeah, yeah there's a, I mean, there's a few crystals that you recognize. There's a blue one that could be sapphire. There's a red one, yeah, probably ruby or garnet. Um, the white one, mm, you don't know. Maybe some, maybe it's smoky quartz. <coughs> Who knows? Um, these crystals, even even though you have prodigious knowledge of crystals, these ones because they are cracked, slightly broken, the way they're housed. They kind of defy identification a little bit for you with an eight. I mean, you get an idea that, yeah, it could be ruby or garnet, but what that would do, you're not really sure. The white one definitely shot lightning, so probably that would lead you away from smoky quartz, maybe towards something like a topaz. But why it's milky white, you're not sure. Topaz is normally a, an electric yellow color. I mean, it looks more like a malachite, then. It's, it's so silly. Yeah, maybe not with that like sh- uh, green shading that malachite sometimes get gets mm. but but that that yeah that milky smoky white color yeah um while it's going on it stumped me a little bit so i'm going to ritual cast detect magic oh brilliant um so I, I mean yeah we, understanding. short rest normally is about i think an hour for a, for a short rest in D D. so and i don't even i probably won't really be resting because i yeah. honestly my level up is just looking after a carriage and walking through a city <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's a, good point. that's a good point. Practicing your spellcraft, though. It's true. It's true. I, I find familiar and stuff. But um, I'll definitely be detect magic in um, ritual cast that for um, to get a better understanding. Because then, 
I've, I've been a bit stumped because I, the Arcana check didn't really turn up much anything in the form of magic, but if I do detect magic, it might, I might be able to pinpoint it. Yeah, so yeah. Your, your detect magic as you activate and begin looking around, there's no real residue of magic left on these creatures, whether it's because they never had magic powering them or whether it's because with their... Um, with their inactivity, with them being shut down, the magic has faded. Maybe that's how they were des destroyed or defeated. Because, I mean, you can see where they should still be able to move. Like, not all the clockwork's been destroyed. They haven't been completely taken apart. Maybe something about the damage that's been dealt has dissipated. Dissipated? That's not a word. Has dissipated? Dissipated. Or, and I think I went to say dissipated and disapparate at the same time. Um, the you made a new world. Word, yeah, a dictionary. Has, uh, has been dissipated. Whether or not that's the cause of why they've stopped working, you're not 100% sure. However, with your detect magic up, you can see that the church itself is actually under the effects of um, some sort of spell. I just want to quickly double check what spell school that would belong to. Um, I believe it's under the school of abjuration. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is under the spell of abjuration. You can see the whole church itself seems to be affected by uh, this abjuration, which you know that a lot of places that have been blessed by the gods will often have a protection on them and, and will likely be either holy ground or, or sanctified ground. Which okay. uh, prevents undead from stepping across the threshold. Sanctuary. Sanctuary. I think I think actually ceremony mm -hmm. is the one I'm thinking of yeah, as well. But still, same same yeah. thing, yeah. Or yeah, sancti sanctify and it's similar. Yeah. But abjuration would be the, the school of magic. It's very faint, it's not very strong. Um but it is a lingering effect. It does seem like the church is is protected by a ceremony spell okay. or sanctuary spell. Awesome. Okay, I'm gonna. Yeah. So it's only within thirty feet of the detect magic as well. So I, I, for me to even figure out what that big sphere is, I'd have to get closer. But for now, um, that's interesting. Um. um oh, yep. Yeah, go ahead, Crassus. Um, do you think it would be wise to? bring one of these back with us, or should we leave it here? Perhaps there's someone in Oxenfurt that might be able to um, study it a bit further. I know, I know Griswold back at the Tempest Guild might be uh, might be keen to have a look at it. Good question for you, actually, before I answer that, sorry. Uh, Owen? Hello. Because we have, like, a clockwork carriage. You do. Um, when, when I was... I didn't actually think about this to ask, but we were in the, that cart for like three days. Yeah. Would I have been able to, I probably would have detected magic to see, I would have been curious to see what magic was emanating off our transport. Yeah, I'd, I'd say that's probably probably something you would have done. Yeah. Um, in that case then, um, enchantment would be the school of magic. Oh, okay. Okay. And then does this look quite similar to what um, we have as a carriage, like the tech. No, these these creatures look entirely different. What what Griswold has designed is almost like a very simple, like a practice run for one of these creatures. Like the the um, spheres that open up and pull the carriage. I mean, 
They're powered by a very large elemental crystal at their core. These creatures seem to be running on a much smaller, much more efficient power source. The, the um, spheres that pull the carriage, there's probably four or five big central gears, and then the rest are all attached to that through a central drive shaft. These creatures are filled with probably almost a hundred different tiny ranging from tiny to quite large as large as your hand cogs gears springs i mean some of these pistons that drive the legs that, that were hissing and making noise you've never seen anything like it they were almost creating and and pressurizing air to help move the the leg pneumatic pistons in our world but for this for this world for nostea this is something you've never seen before the griswold's creations look almost like a child's attempt at one part of these oh, clockwork wow. creatures. Wow. Okay. I will these look at Niles. Yeah, infinitely more complex. Yeah. Niles, I look at you and I just go, oh yeah, we, we need to take one of these back. This, <clears throat> I don't want to diss, as the children say, Griswold, <laughs> but this is far above our carriage. The tech. Oh. oh, I thought our carriage was was rather advanced. It is. This is. This is. This is crazy. This. If we we say, need we need to bring this back. Would you say it's on par with the giant forged tech um, of what you saw of Lockie and the others? The uh, the other equipment um, there that they had. That is. Oh, I don't know if I've actually met Lockie probably, before. Probably you're better positioned to yeah. answer that question, Lyra. Yeah. Yeah. I would. I would look at Lyra. And get, I. I haven't actually been able to see a giant forge in person. You. You have. Um, would you say this is quite similar? Is it? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Very similar. I mean, the the way the plates are designed, the uh, binding together, the way they overlap and slide to create this this effect of. Um, one single uh, surface skin, despite the fact that it's actually interlocking plates, this is almost exactly the same as Loki underneath his armor. And the way his armor attaches and, and slides and locks into place looks very similar to the metal exoskeleton that these creatures are, are using. The only real difference, Lyra, is the materials used to make these creatures. Whereas Loki seemed to be made of a couple of different alloys, electrum, platinum, copper and bronze this this very odd i should i shouldn't say copper and bronze very specific strange alloys of copper and bronze you've never seen before these creatures seem to be made of iron and brass much more common metals they don't seem to be made of the same stuff as Loki. but otherwise the similarities are uncanny the gemstone eyes almost look identical to Loki's. you know that Loki has a glass circle covering a gemstone which is what he sees through it's it's the, these are very similar not maybe not the same designer but same school <laughs> so i think i um, definitely sort of convey that to the others it's like okay actually no i've sort of answered my own question as i'm getting a bit of a closer look and she's um probably walked up to one of the nearby spiders and is sort of rummaging around and if no one snagged that um, steel cabling, she's absolutely going to pull it out and see if we can add it to the bag of holding. It's pretty oh, yeah. pretty heavy, but yeah, I mean, you can chuck in um, 10 metres of fine steel cable. 
Yeah, that that could be handy. Can I, at the same time, can I try a little crystal? Chop out a little crystal, did you say, Tetra? Yeah, the, 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 um, the little um, the lightning one that wasn't broken. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, do you want to make me a slight of hand check to see how well you do? While he's doing, while Tetra's doing that, I don't know how big these drones are, these drone spiders are. Could they fit in the bag of holding? They're pretty big. Um, so the drone okay. spiders are roughly the size of a deer hound. Um, so a very large dog, maybe up to about waist height. In terms of weight, as you try and lift it, they easily weigh 80, 90 kilograms. They're very heavy for their size. Well caught, Claire. That was a good sneeze. Um, Next bird. That's fine. <laughs> it was a dab sneeze. <laughs> the scorpion's even bigger. With this. The, the, oh, the scorpion's, scorpion's probably... even what? bigger. The scorpion, like is the same if you were to stand it up on its on its hind legs without the tail it's the same height as you are with the right. tail it's fr from so from the tip of its tail to its head it's about six meters long <laughs> it's all right so quite uh, large what i will do though I, I definitely want to take one of these complete as a specimen in our carriages when we leave but um just in case we can't do that while well, everyone else is having their rest Crassus will be going around and collecting samples from each of them. Um, Absolutely. Um, nine for your sleight of hand, Tetra. Yeah. So, so big enough that we can fit them in the bag of holding comfortably and not weight. Like, obviously, it's like 500 pounds or something, I think, limit. So, um, we'll definitely take some samples. You uh, could a good probably size. take the heads. If you wanted to take each of the heads, that would fit I'll, in the bag of I'm, holding I'm without too much and, effort. Yeah, I'm going to definitely try and take the, the, the things that definitely have the most to gain from an analysis from Griswold. So if the heads are what I I deem to be the most... You um, didn't roll super well on your Arcana. Ten. So I'm going to say that probably looking at it, judge like you would assume that it's like biological creatures. The head's, the, head's the most important uh, part so of us. So the Arcana was me looking at the magic involved? How yeah. about I do an investigation to see? Yeah, I'd be up for that. Yeah. Uh, uh, so nine for your slider hand tetra. Yeah, as you try and get this gemstone out... You can actually see the inside of the gemstone has been partially hollowed and fine wiring has been positioned inside of it. This isn't just a complete gemstone. On the outside, it's complete. The inside has actually been hollowed away and it's almost like a, a casing of a gemstone. And in the very center, as you peer in and begin trying to pry it off, this outer shell cracks ominously. And you realize that if you try and sort of work with this anymore, um, you're going to damage this gemstone. It's it's not going to be able to be removed here without the correct tools. Well, uh, shit. <laughs> 22 ah. Crassus. Yeah, you would know looking over the bodies that the heads or the torsos would be the most interesting. Although I will add that for the scorpion, probably the tail, the tip of the tail, the actual connecting joints, not so interesting, but the tip of the tail, that try, um, that try spike at the tip you get the sense that looks like it is very complex and very different. Probably that's the most important part of the scorpion to get. For the spiders, actually inside part of the abdomen, there is a bundle of very tightly bound gears and a what looks to be almost like a copper box wrapped in this slightly shiny, spongy black material. Rubber for, uh, for us, but for your characters, yeah, you probably wouldn't have seen too much too much processed rubber but it's wrapped around forming this kind of protective insulating shell around this copper cube inside that would probably look the most interesting to you crisis with a investigation of 22 
Awesome. Um, okay. So you can uh, add spider drone core and scorpion drone tail to your inventory. All right. Um, Matt, can you, can you please are you put it in the bag of holding? Yeah, we'll put it in the yep. bag of holding. Can you put those in the roll 20 if I can just copy them in? I can type that out if you like. Spider. That'd be great. Thank you. Cool. We're trying to fit stuff in bags. Um, now that Lyra's got a little bit more energy after a short rest, um, she's sort of going to walk up to Harry and just sort of uh, get some sneaky mushrooms going on and try and sort of stitch that hole in his leg a little bit more together with um, another healing word. To yes. So this time... Um, this time using your healing word, you don't need to roll for the HP. Instead, as you place your hands uh, upon the wound and focus, the mycelium that grows out from your fingers immediately begins pushing through and pulling the tissue back together, forming almost like a protective plug that seals the wound and internally begins stitching some of those muscles back together as you utilize a, um, what, would you, what would we call it? I guess we call it like a bracket fungus. Um, mycelium that sort of pushes through and, and forms this very hard woody covering to protect the, the injury inside. Uh, Dave, you may remove the injury from Harry. You are no longer suffering the yeah. effects of the, nice. muscle, of the muscle damage. To make it a little bit easier for you, um, nothing worse than being handicapped Ooh. when we're through the middle of a fight full of giant uh, clockwork insects. No, uh, thank you very much. I uh, really appreciate it. No now we should no say with your... Oh, sorry. Sorry, Alec, you go. All good. I was going to say, we should say with your level ups, do you want to really quickly talk through the main benefits of your level two? Now, obviously, mm -hmm. uh, Dave Harry was already at level two. Um, Ali, what did Lyra take for the level two? What what has, what has level two got Lyra? So level two is where the druids specialize um, into the circle groups. And so she's finally officially picked up her mushroom powers. Um, officially uh, Yeah, officially the spore druid. Previously um, it's been flavor. Now it's actual mechanical uh, differences. <laughs> yeah. It's going to have a lot of fun with that. Um, I yes. also read my character sheet better and turns out um, I can wear armor. So. <laughs> Hey. Was, uh, oh, there you go. I don't know why I assumed that for these couldn't? I thought yeah, it was interesting to be armoured for some unknown reason. Yeah, the so, druids can wear light and medium, but it's they can't wear metal. Well, that's actually, yeah. there's, a, there's a fun discussion about this, whether or not they can't or whether most druids choose not to. There's an ongoing, yeah. an ongoing very passionate debate uh, online yeah. about this. There's in the PHB that they can't wear metal. Yeah, I, mean, I know. I know what it says. I know what it says in the PHB. It's um, it, yeah, it's it's interesting. There's been some dissent. But then I like. I wonder if that's like a choice that they've made. The, the word can't rather than shan't wear metal. Yeah. I, no, I'm 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 on the side of it. Does say rules as written that druids can't wear metal mechanically i don't know how that works like what is it about metal that druids can't use because they can learn yeah they metal. just like so, so, like the they can't interact they with it. it like yeah they, they <laughs> just yeah right. yeah but um yeah there's a, i i will say i saw recently there was uh that debate has been getting more passionate on twitter i mean when does when do things not get passionate on twitter really um but yeah it's been it's been getting it's been getting more intense um i'm gonna go with the rules as written um I'm not going to listen to what some wizard employees have said at certain events. Um, yeah. I'll put it that way. Well, I um, think um I think for me like it just 
it probably depends on the, the druid you build. If they're someone who's, I think it's in, you know, sort of assumed that they're nature orientated, so they don't mm. use metal. But there's some druids that get built that really aren't nature centric at all. So like, it just doesn't That's make true. sense that they wouldn't wear I mean, metal. I mean, what, what happens if you build a warforged druid? Yeah, well, you, you don't have to be made of metal to be a warforged. I remember yeah. that. Like Andrew yeah. played one. Remember Owen, and you yeah. you, just, the, you did it pretty cool it, actually. In my team other, of annihilation game, yeah, uh, I've got I've got a I've got a warforged druid, and his flavor was really good. He basically was like a warforged that existed, and then broke down. It like I like, kind of like went to rest at a tree, and like the mm. tree kind of grew in around him over time, and oh, then he nice. became reactivated, and yeah, so he had this good. affinity with with nature from that. So we my... just sort of roll with that now. My argument for any druids wanting to wear metal armor is talk to your DM, um, have a chat to them about reskinning one of the armor sets, like how we did for Tyranny Dragons with the Chitin yeah. armor. Yeah. Actually, not even for Tyranny Dragons. We even did it for this one. I did the crab armor. It's a great example. That was that was. A, um, there is something I've read. Just just reskin armor so it doesn't. It's not made of metal. In the druid. I'm looking at D&D Beyond like another character. Yeah. The proficiencies, it says light armor, medium armor, shields. And then it says yeah. druids will not wear armor or use shields made okay. of metal. But it says can't. It doesn't say can't. It can't says, it says will, will not, not, does it? There you so go. I, it, I, think there you go. I think it is interpreted as more like a they choose not to because it's against their like ethics. Belief. Yeah. So yeah. it says will not. doesn't say can't, though. So I, I, I don't guess know if it, it really says is... that, though, in the actual player's handbook. I, I do have a memory. I think Michael might be right unless it's yeah i mean we don't have to do the stats this isn't important now but um, it's true my my argument is that druids don't need to wear metal armor just have your dm reskin one of the armor sets to be made of a different material um like that's the simplest solution <laughs> yeah. I think that's, yeah i think it just boils down to talking to your dm and figuring yeah. out a, just having a chat with them and figuring it out yeah. together just talk to your dm make life really easy just have an open conversation about it excuse me loomy we're not having an open conversation right now. No, we're not. Thank you. Um, she's got she's got strong opinions. She's got very strong opinions about the druids and their armor set. She believes that they should be able to wear full plate uh, armor made of, uh, of electro. I, I, we'll have a chat about Even it later. Wild shaped. Yeah, yeah. she's fair in armor. Well, that's 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 another argument I've seen. Technically, rules as written. There's no reason why the bear. Because it's like you choose whether the gear stays on you and adapts to your form or whether it like goes inside you. So there's some arguments to be had there. Yeah. Uh, you wouldn't get the benefit of the armor because it's like still Ooh. the same size gear, unless it was like magic armor, in which case then yeah. I've seen some some discussions about whether or not a druid in wild shape should benefit from a magic armor if it's not brought inside of them and it automatically re readjusts its size to fit. Yeah. How does that work? I, I, I'm, of, I'm of the opinion that if the druid in question were to find, like, you know, go on like a, like a little mini side quest during the rest of the game to find something that would work. Yeah. Yeah. First I, thing I First thing I did, Michael, was create a special armor set called the Armor of the Wilds, designed for druids in wild shape that gives all of their beasts either a plus one or a plus two bonus to armor class, depending on the level that the armor is at. There's two different levels, and the druids can go and find it or buy it, and it's in the world. That is... To everyone That's listening, good. that is very good—a very good DM thing to do. That's all. It is. Yeah. Just, just yeah. makes moon druids um, just that much more tanky. <laughs> oh, I love moon so much. I love oh. moon too. Yeah. Um, it's ironic though, because we've got we've got two druids that will probably never wild shape much. Like they obviously yeah. got the ability to, but yeah. you guys are like actually like tailored to 
That's you they all charges differently. They have come a long way. Well, look, I, like my my first druid that I played, one of my first characters I played for a long time was a moon druid. So going back into play druid again, I was like, I'm going to play something apart from moon, even though moon is arguably yes. one of the stronger. Yeah, I've, hey, I've actually Star never druid played a druid. Also really good. Oh, oh really? druid's druid's great. That's so good. Yeah, never have. Druid. Played pretty much every other class except druid. Druid was oh, the yeah. first class I ever played as well. Go. Moon druid first oh, subclass. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that actually man. flows in really nicely. Michael, you're now a level two druid as well. Tetra is now a level um, two druid. You've taken Circle of um, Circle of the Stars. <gasps> Who could have seen that coming? Who could have seen that coming? Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I've taken Circle of the Stars. So I've, I've got uh, I've got a nice spin on the whole wild shape thing, which is um, I can do some some cool form stuff. I won't give too much away, so we'll see in game. Um, but yeah, so it's got a got a couple of nice things I can choose sort of because um, Druid already is a very um, very broad class. So just so what it does is, is this sort of allows me sort of just to get into a couple of different things depending on what's happening in the um, in the game at the time. So yeah, nice. Now something I haven't discussed with you uh, behind the screen, Michael, which I did mean to, but I'm happy to talk to you now about is that the three constellations of the Druid, yeah, Circle of the Stars. Mm. Um, I've got two more in mind that you might unlock at later levels. That, oh, really? Uh, I think you'll be a big fan of. Oh, really? Well, that's exciting. <laughs> <laughs> One of the first things, because when I first saw the subclass come out and I read through the three constellations, I was like, oh, this is cool. And then immediately I thought of another constellation that would work really, really well. And then since then I've thought of another constellation. And there's another one that I've been sort of playing around with that is a level 20 constellation which i am hoping to get this campaign to level 20. um that that's what i'm, I'm hoping that we can we can run that to level 20 and that is a special constellation which uh yeah um yeah which, which i i will reveal in all in all good time <laughs> level 20 is the dream level 20 is the dream yeah. well, I, I think i think i read some stat or somewhere like reddit had done a poll and less than less than I think it was less than 0.01% of campaigns yeah. Yeah. get to level 20. That's right. Yeah. I want to. Level 20? Oh, yeah? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, love they're, they're there for a while. Um, <laughs> love, love high rolls. Happy to give them a free shout out. They're what got me into D&D. &D, so love high rolls so much. Uh, Claire, level two for now, this. What has yeah. level two brought you? Not much. Level <laughs> 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 um, so, three would be your thing. Yeah, yeah level uh, three. So now this isn't even their subclass yet, no. but they did get second wind. Um, which is awesome. Which there is great. I can get 1d10 plus two hit points per short rest as a, as a bonus action. And then I also get action surge, which means I can take an additional action uh, once per short rest as well. So. That is big. Brilliant. I'm actually just fighter things. I'm, I'm very curious to know what now this is subclass is going to be. Have you not? Have you not picked it yet? I kind of have an idea of what it could be. Do you want to make a guess? Uh, well, it could be battle master. It could be champion. It could be rune knight. Could <laughs> be rune knight, Matthew. <laughs> I think that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> I love I love the realization as you go through the classes and you get to ruin that and your brain's like, ah oh, yes, this one. <laughs> the character the character covered in runes. Yeah. 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 
I think I knew. I think I knew that too. I just like, jokes on you. She's actually playing a swashbuckler rogue. Honestly, <laughs> 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 the second yeah, wind's I just mean, a misdirect. Uh, she's playing Arcane Archer. Yeah, not Arcane Archer isn't 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 Arcane Archer like classified as the worst fighter subclass? It's not Crushot. Yeah, it's, I've heard it's, someone it's, say like it's like <laughs> it's like if you took all the worst parts of being a ranger. Yeah, and yeah. Then... Well, actually, the, 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 here's a fun thing: is sort of classified as the worst fighter subclass, but in a lot of ways, it's actually classified as better than a ranger. No. Well, rangers are better now, though. So rangers are much better now. Drake Lord. Yeah, yeah, way better. I've actually, um, in my the session I DM, I have an arcane archer, and I've actually chatted with them, and I've made it so that because the arcane archer charges, that's what really hurts them because yeah. it's like two per long rest so yeah. i've made it now that it will scale off his um intelligence Level. modifier oh even better yeah That's so good. the, yeah. the yeah. funny it, thing it, though, it won't break it so he will at least have three charges now and yeah. he can he can make it more if he wants to invest it, in it it's funny that you mentioned that like you know the ranger class like you know it's pretty weak and a lot of people for a long time before they did a lot of the new classes with the ranger would say that the best way to play a ranger is to play a fighter yeah and just take yeah. archery proficiency and then just like roll into like battle master and just use yep. the maneuvers to do yep. yeah, a little bit. yeah 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 yep. yeah but or, then you... or like you could do samurai you could do that give yourself advantage like yes. that sort of stuff yeah yep. the yeah. the I new think... ranger subclasses i have to say like drake warden and gloom stalker in particular Swarm Keep is really cool for the for the player who's really ready to put in work and work on things. Um, Horizon Walker is also I was just gonna quite, say, quite cool. Yeah, Claire, you okay? I really like the look of the Horizon Walker. I was very tempted to do that. She uh, she she was DMing a game with um, her brother, her friend, and myself. Oh yeah, and he, and he took Swarm Keeper. And basically, like she, she, she so you can't Claire, hit them. You can't no. hit them. Claire, Claire threw her, Claire threw because it was a one shot. So she, Claire, she, she threw the big bad, the one yeah. shot, and he just teleported around the room. And it's like you try and take the shot, and then he gets the ability Swamp. to teleport. So, Wait, was that Swarmkeeper or Horizon Walker? Swarmkeeper. Yeah. Oh, Swarmkeeper. Yeah, because yeah. 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 sure moved by the swarm. They, they moved so by the swarm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow okay i haven't looked into swarm keeper as much as no I, it's have. A, I think one will... subclass of ranger i have no idea because horizon yeah. walker i know quite well because i i had a lot of fun playing around with it and i was i had an idea about how to like modify the class slightly just to give it a bit more flavor and a bit more fun yeah and so i was having a bit of a play around with it and basically making a fey walker or a fey um traveler yeah. which is like a, a different version of the horizon walker based on fey abilities Cool. Yeah, so I was having a bit of a play around with that. I can't help myself uh, with the homebrew <laughs> subclasses and races and stuff no, like that. I can't good. help myself. It's great. Um, so I will. I will. Like, if day. I ever finish that, I'll publish it because I'm trying to publish everything that I work on now because I, I just potter around and, and modify so many things. I'm trying my best to publish them on both the wiki and on D and D Beyond for anyone who wants to use them. Um, I can't yeah. promise they've all been play tested. All the ones you see in our sessions, we're play testing them right now, <laughs> and I'll adjust as need be. Um, <laughs> But yeah, if there's any there that haven't featured in any of the sessions, I can't promise they've been playtested. I'll put a comment at the bottom for those that I have playtested and, and confirmed are slightly balanced. But I can promise that none of the stuff that I've put out is as unbalanced as some of the Tasha's stuff. I'll promise that. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, uh, yeah. Matthew. Ooh. Niles, level two. Niles. Level, two. Uh, level you... two gets you some stuff. Yeah, so I don't get my subclass yet. 
which yeah. is a bit of a shame because I really want to play this uh, this uh, homebrew subclass that Owen has uh, made. Have me, we have we revealed the name? Too. Yes. Uh, I don't know if we've. I, I know what it is. I don't think yeah. we've revealed it to the rest. Of the I, guys, do you guys know what it is uh, yet? Have I said it? No, 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 no idea. All right, we'll leave it then. No need to share it right we'll now. We'll leave it then. We'll leave it. Then. Yeah. Ah, um, but no, le level two does give me some things. So I do have my dedicated weapon, which means that I can uh, I can have a weapon, a monk weapon, uh, once per short rest. So I can commune with a with a weapon and that becomes my monk weapon which i get proficiency with which is pretty cool i get my key points yes hey. baby and i with my key points i can do flurry of blows always a, a monk classic i can do my patient defense or i can do step of the wind which will be really fun to use in combat depending uh and i also get unarmored movement so as long as i'm not wearing any uh armor i can move an extra 10 feet while uh while while walking around which, and, yeah which is quite nice which is really good. And then it's, uh, yeah. Sorry, does your flying speed match your walking speed? Is that how it works? Yes. Yep. <laughs> oh God. Oh. However, can you read out the monk thing for me? What it uh, says, what does without it say? armor, Sorry, your walking speed increases by 10 feet. Yeah. It does um, say, oh, I mean, what does it say? Starting at, starting at second level, your speed increases by 10 feet while oh, shit, you're not wearing speed. armor. <laughs> it's flying speed too. <laughs> and swimming speed. certain monk levels as shown on the, in the monk table. Well. Yeah, it doesn't say walking speed, it just says yeah. speed. Oh, well, just give me a fly boy. If it doesn't say if it doesn't say specifically walking no. speed, then it's all speeds. And, and then at level nine speed. I get real crazy. Real crazy. At level nine, speed. that's when I uh that's when I can move along vertical surfaces and across the yeah. and shit like that. Monks, which man. Is, uh, super exciting. Like, I'll be everywhere. I'll be Monks. everywhere and nowhere. You will. And finally Jared, what does Crassus get at level two as a as a wizard? Level two, I believe. So I wizards, yeah, level two, two is quite important. That's when I choose my yeah. subclass. So, um, so basically, looking at the carriage and how it was driven by enchantment magic, and well, not enchantment magic per se, but the way the cogs are rolling and stuff like that, and being where we are now, looking at these like, um, you know, these clockwork things. Uh, that, that is reminiscent of some form of time magic in my understanding and one of Crassus's major things that he studied was um, time magic so I am going to be a um, chronoenergy uh, wizard which is the nice. uh, the famously cool subclass created by Matt Mercer I believe uh, no I don't think it is I think chronoenergy isn't Dimension 20. Oh, I thought it was... Uh, Matt Mercer's was Dunamancy. Oh, it's Dunamancy. I'm getting confused again. You're right. Yep, yep, yep. Apologies. Uh, the famously uh, very complicated subclass of wizard, Dunamancy. <laughs> oh, no, apparently the Chrono Energy wizard is a subclass from the Explorer's Guide to World and Mount. Oh, there you go. It is Matt Mercer. Oh, I thought oh, it was. Yeah. I was going to say. Oh, I, backed, I backed Apologies. down on that so quickly. I, I need to stand to my I didn't guns actually know. I didn't actually know that. But um, no, I'm, I'm going Chrono Energy wizard. Which is a really so, really fun subclass and matches really nicely yeah. with uh, with a lot of your features and something something I, I thought at some point maybe Lockie would jump into in the future maybe uh, take a dip yeah. into Wizard and yeah. uh, pick up a few levels of Chrono Chrono. I, I, I definitely did think Chrono about Nancy. that, but I was mm. just I was just riding the high of Artificer so hard. Oh man, yeah, no, I get it. No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no shade. I, I agree. It was uh, high levels of Artificer are just fantastic. 
It's um, definitely like one of the things is I was, I was thinking of divination, but then Tom plays divination wizard, so I thought Strahd, give yeah. the viewers something different. See a chrono energy wizard in action. Not to mention it intrigued me, and then all the time stuff, all the time shenanigans last campaign. Yeah. I thought it would just be fun to keep up that theme, especially with all this clockwork stuff now rolling around. Like it just seems really. Yeah, it seems like it fits quite thematically. I'll let you know right now, the time mumbo jumbo that we had a bit of fun with playing around with time and time manipulation was very highly requested to return for oh, okay. Giants from Tyranny well, Dragons. More than a few people have messaged in both Discord and on the YouTube comments to say, please more of this. Um, apparently people liked how perfect. we handled uh, mucking around with time. I feel like well, our party is already pretty much Doctor Who sort of Christmas special. Right yeah. Now. So, yeah, it's like the 60th anniversary special. <laughs> yeah, that's no, gonna be it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's there's been a lot of requests for more of our time stuff, um, and uh, I can't remember it was someone in the in the Discord was like, "This is exactly how time travel should be described." Like when we did that whole thing oh, with Loki mucking around with time, they were very happy and impressed with our uh, our uh, accurate depiction of what reverse and forward time manipulation would look like um part of my sort of response to that was like yeah but we also don't know what that would look like like these are all theories we're giving it our best guess but thank you for for <laughs> agreeing with my best guess but um That's very true. we don't actually unless they are a time traveler in which case i apologize you are right <laughs> awesome okay. yeah that's what i that's what i take and then just a few extra spells as well i think every level i get to add two spells free to my spell book Yes, yeah, and awesome. um, there will be absolutely, as you know from Tyranny of Dragons, I do scatter spell scrolls and spell books around the world for you to add to your, your spell book, as you know. Um, so also don't worry too much about that. You're not going to be starved for magic, as you know, Nostea is a land filled with, with magic. Um, I think well, Theramarch's house, I know how despite being new, is still haunted. Uh, <laughs> but, um, I know how expensive... Um... You know, adding spells can be to the spell book, so that's why I've taken herbalism and alchemy, um, the alchemist stuff, because I'm hoping to start turning that into a side hustle, like I said before, so I can, yeah. you know, I can sort of back my adding of spells to the book and all the gold that's required. One of the things I will say is that if you have someone teaching you the spell, it does reduce the costs a little bit. So, for example, oh, it's if nice you to make had. If you had someone back at the guild headquarters who was a very accomplished wizard slash artificer um, and there were some spells that he might know that you might know, he might be able to help teach you those spells. Add a bit oh, of that content. sounds great. Do we still have access to that wizard we found um, yeah. in the last campaign that we that was that Balthazar, I believe, was his name? Yeah. 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 Oh, um, I have no idea what happened to Your him. characters would have no idea. Uh, okay. Cool. Okay. With Lyra? Mm, Lyra <laughs> might know. <laughs> uh, Lyra, you would know that Balthazar hung around the guild for a couple of days following the events of the Tyranny of Dragons uh, campaign conclusion and then headed to the Unseen University and has since taken up residence there um, as uh, one of their oh. new lecturers. He's been lecturing there and, uh, and working at the Unseen University in Oxford for teaching students. Cool. Uh, I was sure working, sticking around the Working in the, the library. He would definitely, he would definitely still be sticking around. But before yeah, we sorry. change topic, with the spell teaching, does it have to be a very professional practice sort of magic? Like it sort of the PCs, if we have sort of some spells that would overlap into Crassus's book, 
could we teach like in sort of downtime? It's like, oh, hey, I've got this thing. I'll show you how to do it. So absolutely yes. But I'm going to add the caveat that he would still need the spell written down in book or scroll form. Because of the way wizard magic works, it's all about the understanding of the core magic itself, understanding how it's formed. Whereas sorcerers and druids, your understanding of spells is a bit different. Um, clerics, again, is different. It's, it's a gift from the gods. It's divine paladins. It's through the oath. So it's a little bit different. So, um, But you could help reduce the cost, absolutely. Rather than being 100 gold, you might be able to bring it down to 50 gold, let's say. I think it is 50 yeah. gold already. Yeah. Then rather than 50 gold, it might be a bit less. It might be 40 or, or 25 gold. If it's a spell that you know and are very familiar with and you've used a lot, um, as long as he's still got the scroll or he's still got a spell book to help describe it in wizard scholarly language then yeah absolutely 100 percent. i mean I, I i can try but i basically just poke at the reality and see what happens <laughs> <laughs> i just i just concentrate and things occur around me it's magic yeah, it's, it's, it's magic it's, it's like magic yeah. Yeah, yeah. all right perfect well all of you finish your level up to level two all of you finish your short rest um during your short rest the light shining up from the sphere in the center of town while not visible through the stained glass windows the light itself uh, is occasionally these flashes of, of colored light as this white light emerging from the sphere in the center of town illuminates through the stained glass windows on the northern side of the church face the the northwestern side of the church face casting these shadows that move across over the course of your hour-long rest the pulses definitely seem to be coming faster than they were before. It's subtle, but everyone who has a passive perception of 12 or greater would notice that the pulses seem to be occurring more frequently. Your rest is not interrupted. No clockwork uh, ants scurry through the church to start dis dismantling it. No more of the clockwork spiders or scorpions emerge from the undercroft or up in the bell tower. The church is truly empty. As you're approaching the end of your hour-long rest, um, you do... Oh, sorry, you go. What were you going to say? I was going to say, after I've done the dismantling of the drone stuff um, and get samples, um, I will find a nice place to relax and bring out one of my corny romance novels, and I start reading The Lusty Dragonborn. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. Don't, wow. don't feel any need to, to read it out loud. Uh, I know you've asked ChatGPT for a number of excerpts of the Lusty Dragonborn, but we don't we don't need to hear it. I but have short novels. What I will do, though, what I will do, because it's hilarious, if you wanted to put them up on the wiki, <laughs> we could easily do that <laughs> and have, like, a list of Crassus's favourite novels. And if you well, want to give, like, Crassus's reviews, is... like, stars. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Oh, my God. Astral Elf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I give this three serious mages, one Ursa Minor. <laughs> <laughs> and the good yeah, thing yeah. is with ChatGPT, it's, uh, it's PG. It can't, they can't do like mature stuff, so oh. it's actually like great to chuck on. I'll, I'll make it sexy, don't worry, guys. I'll, I'll oh, okay, hey. You'll, you edit it. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll add some, some stuff. art for it. I'll do some art for <laughs> it. <laughs> Do you know what though? Oh, wow. I did start like my my entire like drawing started with doing anatomical drawings for uni. Not that kind of anatomical, more like musculature, skeletal, like for for study. Um, I've actually skipped most of the artist stage of like drawing nudes. I've never done any nude art ever. 
So, oh, because I'm not an artist. I'm just, I'm just I, I have draws randomly. Hey, oh, how is that? It's good. Yeah, it's it's actually maybe, really good. Maybe Matt will do the artwork for the Lusty Dragonborn then. He's nodding yeah, emphatically. Lusty Dragonborn <laughs> yeah. is in reference to the Lusty Argonian. Oh yeah, don't worry. Oh, yeah. I, I I get the reference. Everyone who's played Skyrim <laughs> knows the Lusty Argonian maid. Yeah. <laughs> What's her name? It's no, like lift her tail or something. It's like, it's just, yeah. it's so bad. <laughs> so bad. Can you imagine being paid actual money as a game developer to write that yeah. and put it in the game? Yeah. All right. I'm going to go and check GPT now and actually do this. <laughs> no time to waste. Just have to do it right, right. now. But we can continue. We can continue. Nice. As we get to the end. Oh, thank you. That's very kind of you, Jared. Um, as we get to the end, <laughs> as we get to the end, of your hour's rest with only sort of about 10 minutes, 15 minutes left to go. You do hear the sounds of, I would say the sounds of, of combat, the sound of metal striking against metal. And then a single strained cry from a humanoid like voice, this sort of cry of oh! coming from probably to your ears coming from the, the, almost due west of where you are in the church. Oh. And then this... silence. <clears throat> um, I look around and go, um, should we, uh, should we go check that out? So that sounded, sounded awful. Sounded <clears throat> biological. So yes, probably should. Yes, let's go have a look. Yeah, we should suss it out. Yeah. Careful. I'll be, I'll be nice to him and say you still finish your short rest. <laughs> Could you ask your owl to just maybe do a quick flyby yeah. and back again, maybe just to make sure we're not walking into a trap or something? No, no. I look at my watch and I go, oh, we've actually still got 15 minutes on that. Yeah, still got 15 minutes on that. It can wait. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm still so on smoker. smoker. <laughs> that is a very australian reference uh smoko. for international international listeners and viewers um smoko is what aussies call taking a break in the middle of a hard day's work um and you can have as many of those as you want traditionally used to smoke cigarettes nowadays used to uh enjoy a biltong yeah bubble tea biltong um a vape um or a uh, <laughs> or just or just time not doing work really yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I seem to I seem to find that a lot of the people who do council uh work, specifically those in um in agriculture, uh Jared, for example, um, <laughs> taking a lot of smoko. <laughs> a lot of smoko wow. breaks. Uh, yeah, yeah me, Jared. I work for the council and but um I, I I'm a cons uh, conservationist. Conservationist so specifically. Yeah, so we but actually. You so you work hard. He works hard. It's we the actually, other people. We're one of the few crews that actually do work hard. Yeah, <laughs> we're all there for the, you know, conservation side of things. Oh yeah, coffee you're too. We'll we'll point it out. So, so it's so, it's sure. so annoying when we're actually taking a legitimate like lunch break and everyone's like, all the public are like, get off your asses and do some work. And we're sitting there like we've just done like a thousand plans. Yeah, this is this is mandated yeah. work. You're only seeing us because you're on your lunch break, having exactly. a drive around like. Um, I, someone's pointed out coffee is also a relevant uh, lunch break. Yeah, so in Sweden, when you take a break from work to have coffee and a cake, it's called fika. In Australia, it's called smoko. Um, you tell me which is the more socially advanced <laughs> culture. Well, at least how it says a hand symbol, right? Like I was in a factory and one guy would be like that from the other end of the factory and everyone would do it as well. And oh, then yeah, they all just yeah, go yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly right. 
Yeah. yeah. Um, as you as no, you finish your no. as you as you will finish your smoko or fika, depending on where you sit on the cultural um, sliding <laughs> scale, uh, and begin moving out of the church. Uh, Crassus, did you want to send your owl ahead to scout? Obviously, with find familiar, you can use uh, an action to look through your familiar's eyes if you needed to. Yeah, um, I definitely would, would do that. It, yeah, it allows us to sort of stay out of harm harm's way while getting a bit of a better look. Brilliant. As as the rest of you still sort of huddle inside the church, maybe peeking out through the doors, keeping an eye out for any danger that you can see in the streets, Crassus, you close your eyes and focus. And as your astral owl takes off from your shoulder, its talons very briefly digging in and not cutting through the protective uh, coverings, but certainly with a bit of a, a forceful push off, it silently takes to the sky again. Probably, again, surprising most of you who are not used to that very silent way in which owls fly. They genuinely make almost no noise with their feathers as they take off. It's actually kind of spooky. As uh, as the astral owl takes off, it begins flapping up through the air, gaining altitude and speed quite quickly. Crashes, you, you close your eyes and focus your vision through its senses. As you do so, the world swims into focus. The colors a little bit different to what you're used to looking through your own eyes. And the world, this much sharper, much crisper resolution. Blues are a lot more muted whereas the reds and greens seem much more vibrant to your, your owl eyes as you look through your familiar's eyes. And as you peer about looking through the town, your sense of movement and being able to, to quickly spy moving objects seems even more heightened. In fact, you can see that the town is clearly overrun. There are, to your eyes, maybe a hundred of these ants, these clockwork ants moving about the town, slowly deconstructing it piece by piece. There are also more of the spiders. You can see towards the north what looks to be a series of much nicer, much more uh, well-maintained townhouses that have been bundled together in almost like a small estate. Beautiful gardens out the front. Uh, a group of spiders, two or three of them working together, have actually tied their steel cables around a tree and are busy uprooting it while one of the spiders injects this acrid venom down at the base eroding away at the roots the other two are pulling on the branches these metal cables tying it down and slowly uprooting this tree as a series of worker ants begin to move in a line towards this tree that is being uprooted in the center of town from above it's really clear that what was where, where the sphere stands now was once a building and the town square. The building is gone. You can see the rubble and debris clearly from up here. And to your owl's eyes, it looks like stuff has been pushed away and up as if the sphere rose from underneath the ground. Okay, However, um, oh yes, oh, you go. More. No, 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 go, continue. However, what grabs your owl's attention is motion, frantic motion coming from quite far to the west. On the other side of the sphere, um, a couple of blocks away from where the church is now, you can see what what is left of a guardsman. The scorpion that has cut him in half, standing above the body, is now slowly moving away while ants begin to move towards this guardsman. Looks like it was probably... Uh, a male, judging by the appearance and the, the tightness of the, the breastplate around the shoulders and, and the padding. Probably a male human or male half-elf from, from your vantage point up in the sky. 
and you can see that not only has he been cut in half, but his sword, which he was using to defend himself, and his shield have been sliced in half as well. The edges are smoking slightly, and this dull red glow is fading from the scorpion's tail as the scorpion backs off and allows the ants to move in and begin pulling this guard away. Could you make me a perception check for your owl, please? Oh, okay, Access. for the L. So I believe you have advantage on these checks. Yeah, because it has keen hearing and sight. They have advantage on perception checks that rely on hearing and sight. Yes. And I use its perception, which is a, it's a three. So I probably that's should have actually... had you roll this before I describe everything, but all of those descriptions still fit in with a 15, so that's perfect. Yeah, 15, 13. Yeah, wow, not as, not as speedy hot rolls as you would have liked, I guess. But 15 still good. 15 is very good. Um, You also spy. The building that the guards seem to have been rushing either towards or away from, you're not sure, looks to be some sort of brewery and tavern. The area around it has uh, large stills set up, um, hidden under a very um, thin, almost like buffeted metal sheet covering, almost like a, a cast iron or a tin roof that's very, very thin above these massive stills. Probably, Crassus, your understanding of science tells you that a lot of stills are pressurized and that pressure needs to go somewhere if something were to burst or rupture. Upwards is normally the safest option rather than outwards. Um, the brewery itself or, or, or tavern seems to be quite well maintained. It doesn't look like it's actually suffered any damage yet. And you notice the ants that are moving towards the guardsmen move in a perfect circle around the outside of the tavern, giving it a wide berth, avoiding it entirely. You also spy, looking out through one of the windows, a face that ducks below and hides behind the windowsill. Whoa. Survivors, potentially. Um, <clears throat> okay, so to make this a bit more aware for everyone as i i'll end the link at the moment with my um bird my familiar i'll keep i'll keep having it fly around the skies if you wanted to for purposes of, of speed if you wanted to have just been literally saying out loud exactly what your eye is seeing you can oh. absolutely have been doing that well, well i'm gonna actually when i when i snap out of it i'm gonna actually do minor illusion oh, and i'm gonna on the five foot like uh, t like uh, screen and i'm gonna have you guys all see like snapshots I'm gonna do snapshots of like the whole area, snapshots of like the places of interest, um, snapshots of the guard, the, the scorpion, um, snapshot of the building with the ants around it in a perfect circle, and the survivor. Yeah, brilliant. That's, so cool. That's, That's cool. Very cool. That's very cool. All right, um, so it looks like we have some people holding out at least, and also seems like <laughs> they're probably wary enough of them that they don't want to go near it anymore. So. Good on them. Yes. What's I in there should... that? Sorry, uh, what's in there that these ants are afraid of? I mean, they had no qualms about the scorpions. At least had no qualms about coming and you know cutting us down. And same with the spiders. I mean, whatever's in that tavern is going to be terrifying for them, surely. Maybe they don't like alcohol. <laughs> That's that very a good point. <clears throat> we should no, I think. Uh, um... Oh, what sorry, I think Chris, the answer, sorry. What I think the ants might be doing is creating a bit of a. Well, I think there are survivors inside, and they're obviously creating a circle around it, so the survivors actually have no way of getting out of that area. Ah. 
So I should say, it's not that they're forming a perimeter around it. As they move towards it from the sphere, they immediately split into two lines that give a wide berth. Okay, so they're not doing a... Like yeah. a, they're not doing a boundary. It's almost like when they hit that spot, then they yep. go around it. They immediately and turn to the and side and move down. No. I know what it is. It's, 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 a... it's chalk. What? I was I was, I was going to say it's like uh, uh it's like Bugs Life and then walking the leaf falls on it. It's a leaf. Leaf. <laughs> <laughs> oh, such a good movie, Bugs Life. That was a great movie. Good movie. Underrated. Yeah. Underrated. Okay. Because Ants came out at the same time. Ants was also good. Mm. I always I thought Bugs Life was more popular than Ants. But yeah, I, I thought Bugs Life was much more popular. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was, it was, it was also was a following. Yeah, yeah. Doesn't Ants have the cool battle there against the Ants versus yes, it does. the Termites? Yeah. The Ants of the Termites? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And Sylvester Stallone is the big army ant. That's great. right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. It's also got the cool um, uh, glad rap scene where he's like, there's some sort of barrier around the food. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> um, um, but no, I'll look at everyone I, I, and. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah, Harry, go ahead. Are, are there. Um, in the snapshot, were there like broken um, ants around like in the perimeter at all? Does it look no, like the ants just... and they were shot at and then like. No, it just looks like as they as they've moved from the sphere towards other areas of the town, and as they're moving towards other locations, they're completely avoiding the tavern itself. In fact, so it looks the, like it's always been avoided. Yeah, the buildings around the tavern have almost been completely disassembled, being only a few, probably like 20, 30 meters away from the sphere. The tavern itself is actually quite close to the sphere, but has been completely untouched. Hmm. I mean, maybe they have some sort of magical defense. Magical or, or something along those lines, but I think it, in any case, it would probably be worth um, trying to get to the tavern, and okay. perhaps the survivors there might be able to uh, <laughs> tell us what's happening, and uh, perhaps we can help them get out as well. Yes, I, I agree with that. I think the survivors they can give us intel that we didn't have previously, so they're the ones to obviously. I think we should get there and help them if we yes, can. They, I guess that's they, what our job is: is, is uh, the Tempest right. Guild. Uh, we should probably get a vo- give a wide berth to that uh, scorpion as well. I don't want to um, yes. don't want to end up like that guardsman, uh, that poor fellow. I, I also don't want to end up with another bolt in my leg. Mm, that's true too. That's fair. Me neither. Sorry, what well, was that now? A distraction. Maybe in front of everybody, if you like. So I will, I will say, Crassus, you did observe the scorpion moving away from the area. Having having dealt with the guardsman, it did seem to be heading towards the north rather purposefully when you last looked through okay. your astral owl's eyes. Awesome. I wonder what the guardsman was doing out there. I wonder I, if he belonged to the survivors. Um, now, I'm not sure if that's the best idea because, you know, if you're out there by yourself, you'll okay. taken apart. <laughs> the, the, okay. The, 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 the ants didn't seem overly um, concerned with us when we were walking past them, so perhaps it'll be fine. Perhaps they'll let us go. Yeah. Okay. Keep an eye out for any other scorpions, but... Hmm. I think the, the spiders and the scorpions we should be a bit more wary of, but I think the ants seem... Non-combative, by the looks of it. That's just my observation. Though. I don't know if it's any any, any truth to it. 
And what was that? We... Sorry, Claire. <laughs> what, was, what was that? Sorry, that sounded important. I said famous last words. Oh, you did say that, didn't you? Yeah. Uh, and if we get within 30 feet of the building, as long as I can see through the window, I can sort of pop myself inside um, as a bit of a ability. And, you know, assuming we can't get in because the doors are locked or something, we can go in from the, go in from the inside. But As long as you uh, are very forthcoming with your intentions, I think that would be okay. I, I'd be a bit startled as a survivor if uh, if you popped into existence next to me um, out, of the, out of nowhere. Um, very true. Just, yes, just be careful. I don't want you to get on the, uh, the wrong side of a sword or a spear. Yeah. No, I, I didn't think about that. Um, mm. Do we have... Let's go knock on the door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that'll be fine. Yeah. That sounds strange. What's the worst thing that can happen? Sure. What's the worst? Well, <laughs> if we... you weren't jinxed before, now you are. That's the... Who's going to get bisected now? <laughs> uh, I believe it's bifurcated in this case. Oh, bifurcated, there you go. I knew it was one of those. I was like, that bisected dissected. would still work, but um, I like the idea of like going up through the middle to cut you in two yeah, perfect yeah, times. Yeah, bifurcated, yeah. All right. All right. Well, I, I, I think we should proceed with caution and stealth, and oh, I shall actually. use my owl friend above to keep an eye. Oh, oh, I can, I can join him. Stretch my wings a little. Well, no, yeah, you, you can if you like. It might be a little yeah. bit more noticeable, but I, I don't know how much these ants will take that into consideration. No, they, they haven't seen your owl yet, so. Hmm. Or they don't care. More they don't care. I might be onto something there. Well, we have a plan. Yes, let's, get by for Put it in motion. I'll keep, I'll keep low to the rooftops, uh, well, any of the remaining rooftops, um, and uh, try and keep out of sight if I can. Perfect. Alrighty. As you emerge from the church and back into the town, Probably the sight of the buildings partially destroyed, the rubble all around you comes as a bit of a surprise again, having only just been out here before, but the effect of that much devastation probably is hard to sink in with only one viewing. And as you begin pushing through the area, you can see signs of where people have been hurt. As you walk alongside one of the ruined buildings, you can see that there is an arm emerging from underneath a collapsed roof. Blood underneath and all around, dried now. Probably occurred some days ago, if not longer. The ant drones, again, seem to ignore you or not perceive you as a threat occasionally as you walk across some of the pathways where they're walking one or two of them will stop cock their heads their feelers sort of moving a little bit as they sense and taste the air click their mandibles a few times and then carry on with their work as you pass by closer to the sphere than you've ever been only about 20 30 feet you can see clearly the line of ants guarding the outside of the sphere and that light, the Wait, are we in 20, 30 feet? Uh, 20, 30 meters, sorry. 
oh, okay. away from it. Sorry, yeah. I used. Sorry, I used. That's fine. Uh, that's fine. Because the, the then I could have detected magic, but that's probably too far. Then. I, yeah, I used the wrong type of uh, measurement. Um, you are roughly so where you are from here. You're forty-five feet away. So actually, not that far. If you moved up to here, you'd be. You moved uh, a little bit closer. You, you could get oh, within thirty feet, right on the line of ants. Where I was about to describe the um, that border of ants, that protective border immediately sort of spotting you as you guys begin moving and also keeping an eye on you, Niles, even sticking to the uh, the sky. There are no rooftops near the sphere to stay close to, having having been destroyed. So you're forced to be a little bit further away from the party than you might have originally wanted, down actually further towards the south where a number of the townhouses and, and homes are less damaged. But even you flying high above clearly are identified by this border of ants. Standing only a few feet away from each other, this line guarding the outside of the sphere in a perfect circle immediately open their mandibles and watch you. Unblinking crystalline eyes following your movements, the mandibles twitching ever so slightly as you make any sudden movements, but they make no aggressive moves. Are these are these ants visually different? in any other way to the worker ants? A lot of them look a fair bit larger. The mandibles much more um, jagged and sharp, and you can see that their thoraxes, unlike the other ants we've been gathering materials which are much larger, these ones are much smaller. The head seems to be disproportionately large on these ones as compared mm. to the ants gathering materials throughout the town. Gotcha. Sword. As you progress a little bit further, there is a sudden flurry of activity from one of the houses below you, Niles. And then suddenly this burst of red energy flies up through the air near you. This line, almost like a, a beam of light shooting up Ooh. through the air. And as you turn, you can see two of the scorpion drones scuttling out. One on top of the roof, the other from the area underneath. Oh, fuck. Rushing towards the party. I am going to throw you guys into initiative as you see oh, these two scorpion fuck. drones rushing towards the party. Oh, no. Uh, you're, at this point, you're only about... Oh, you're very close to the tavern, actually. Probably only about 30, 40 metres away. Uh, 30, 40 feet away, sorry. Miles, I'll check I'd here. probably argue that I am separate from the party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. down here. Yeah, that's um, good. Could I please have you all roll me initiative? Make sure you Ooh, I better roll well. Mm, I'm in trouble. <laughs> oh no! I uh, need to roll for the scorpion. That's the previous roll. That's pretty good. I'll take twenty. I can't even find well, that's it. Um, I accidentally rolled toys. Can I take the first one, which was the sixteen? Yes, you I can. Rolled. You are. Um, I want a strike. I'm, yeah, I'm on just streak. a real bad rolling oh. Jared, Jared, does your wizard get like a really good like initiative? Yep. Because of his, yeah, that's sick. Because of the uh, chronomancy. Um, I get plus yeah. three six. from having dex. That's crazy. Yep. And I get plus three from having dex, and then uh, being a chrono energy wizard allows me yeah. to my intelligence modifier, which is plus three, so that's amazing. plus three, plus three, plus six. Yep. Nice. There's a, um, there's a uh, so I, in another game that didn't go anywhere, but I was playtesting play a paladin. I was doing the order of the watch. And it gets like oh, really, yeah. really cool like uh, passive bonuses that improve the initiative as well. Oh, so like, you know how like all the you know how all paladins get like that aura. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's the same thing, but like everything within its aura gets like like a bonus to its initiative, and so oh, you can just have, you can just like if you pair that with like a rogue or like a character like a like a chronomancer like that, yeah. like you can just have like a, a like a strike a team, but like just bang, <laughs> yeah, or a monk or something. Yeah, you just have like a strike team that just all goes first. It's pretty pretty cool. Anyone who has the observant <clears throat> feat as well, I think that gets and, you and bonus to initiative, doesn't it? Plated auger as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff. You can heron guns. Heron guns. Heron guns have a, a, a oh, thing yeah. called hair trigger. That's right. Uh, oh, that's, that's sick. Also, that's hair really trigger is a great name. I like that. Yeah. That's cool. I love it. I always, I always appreciate puns. a good. I love it. Always appreciate a good pun. That's a, that's a great one. So it isn't the observant feet, it's the alert feet. Alert feet. Thank you. Sorry. Not oh, that's right. Much. That's what I was thinking yeah. of. Maybe I should get that. I'd be like plus eleven for initiative. Fuck you know. That's insane. <laughs> Actually I might that's a good idea, I might do that. Shit. Um you have to talk to your DM about it, feats. Uh as you <laughs> as you all begin suddenly coming alert, the scuttling of these mechanical creatures pushing out from underneath. Uh Crisis, you are actually the first to act. What would you like to do? Okay, so we have noticed the, the scorpions. Oh yeah, I mean, you see this massive blast of red light shine up through the air towards Niles. Niles ducking and weaving and just dodging out of the way uh, before you see one of the scorpions emerging onto the roof, another one emerging from inside a house, pushing through the window, crashing through and dropping uh, what looks to be a large pewter cauldron um, with its uh, claws as it snips them ominously. These do not look damaged like the one in the church. This could be bad. Oh, no. Should we like run? Run to the uh, brewery? Nope. I don't yeah, want to draw the actually... scorpions to our to the survivors there. Yeah. I yell. Just, like, I mean, maybe run is if they haven't been able to get there, maybe they're not able to get there. I mean, to be honest, if we put our forces together with the survivors, we might have a better chance at actually giving a good old go to these scorpions. Okay. Make it quick! All right, everyone. Can only judge these lasers for so long. The day ring like through the lasers. <laughs> okay. So, the building of interest is that this building here, Owen? Yes, on the map, it's the the large tavern towards the west with the stills outside the uh, the back section of it. And now this is a bigger map. Is this is it's t- is the tiles five or ten feet? Uh, ten feet. Okay. Uh, yep, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Um. Okay. That should be accurate now. Do. Okay. Let us do. Okay, so we're going to be trying to run away. Yeah. So I'm going to do a minor illusion, like, here. Um, create the sound or... An, okay, I'm going to do it, like, here, where the where one of these scorpions will actually be able to see it. And I'm going to have, like... I'm going to make it look like a survivor's, like, um, coming out of that rubble. Trying to create almost like a distraction. The so minor illusions are five foot, so more of like a halfling than anything else. You have this like halfling <laughs> still image. Um, so oh, I'm having like, if, if it's humans, like, I'm going to have him like emerging from the rubble, like from a crawling position. So minor illusion is a still image, and it's a five yes. foot square, five foot cube. 
So you could have like half the human emerging from under the rubble if that's what you're going for. Actually, no, I might have. Actually, I, I do like the idea of like more like a maybe like a dwarf or something um, coming out from the rubble, but like appearing like he's like now in. He's walked out to try and grab the. Because if it's appearing from the rubble, it'll probably be enough. So I'm going to do that. A dwarf here. Yep. That's just come out the rubble, and the scorpion hopefully will, will see that. So a little bit south flicker. of where you guys are, but um, still uh, allowing you to run past, sort of between you and the scorpions, creating this still yes. image of a dwarf hefting like an axe, looking aggressive, because it's a still image, remember. So what would you like it to look like? Definitely what you just described sounds great. Cool. Provide, awesome. like, make it look like it's a threat. Yeah, easy peasy. Uh, anything else in your turn, Crassus? That's an action. Uh, I'm going got... to run 30 feet. So I'm going to go 10 feet and then do this and then yeah, yeah. i'm gonna have the image here so i'll not even just do a quick little drawing here you go i've got right one here there. there you go done oh okay perfect i'll just move my drawing i'll use a uh, raspip from curse of strad oh, nice perfect <laughs> brilliant niles yeah i mean uh crassus puts down the distraction um i look at the brewery and i just book it um uh, yeah i'm going to use my action to take the dash action and fly 80 feet thank god you can fly nice that's what i was thinking yeah oh god why, why can't i select oh that's because it's i'm selecting the drone i'm not selecting uh, so 10 20 30 40 50 60 70 80 up to here uh and then i'll use a key point and use the dash action or as a bonus action and continue flying just booking so <laughs> you were a bit further south of the rest of the party over the over the townhouses you use your movement to fly directly away from these drones over the top of the party before taking a sudden left hand turn flapping yep. westward towards the uh the uh, top of the tavern using your key point to sprint through the air yeah um you almost leave an after image niles you move so quickly <laughs> Yeah, you should probably um alert, like alert the survivors. And be like, hey, we're your friends. <laughs> mm, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, as a fr as a free action, if I can, I'd probably be like, just call. Hello. <laughs> we mean no harm. Hello. We need your help. Amazing. Help. Uh, the drones are next. The drone that is on the ground is going to move towards the closest perceivable threat. 10 20 it moves up towards the illusion the claws crack in and try to grab at this illusion creature but of course meet no resistance as it pushes through you watch as the drone sort of pauses for a second these scorpion claws suddenly falling still before its eyes then move up towards the rest of you and it is then going to fire a stinger um into the group um does a 17 hit you now there's Nope. As the stinger oh, flies towards you, <laughs> it just bounces off your stony exterior. Um, as this as this shot bolts just thwing, just bounces off and uh, ricochets off into the distance. That's all it can do on its turn. The other scorpion is going to move down to the roof and spend its entire movement scuttling down the outside of the building and then dash towards the lot of you, but only getting within 10 feet of Harry, so still not far enough. Uh... Harry, it's your go next. As one of these scorpions scuttles towards you, pincers held out ominously, you have a sudden flashback to only an hour ago when one of these bolts that fires out from its stinger crashed into your leg and did some pretty heavy damage. Uh, the creature's not close enough to be within range right now, though, um, of the claws. Uh, stinger is, but... Well, 
Stinger is to shoot Stingers. bolts at me. Harry gets the hell out of dodge, so that's five. Oh, so each square is ten feet. Is that each oh, square is ten feet? Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. I'm just gonna trust the roll twenty. This you can trust the roll twenty, right? even yeah. with diagonals and all that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you can trust it. Okay, so Harry does thirty feet of movement, which is apparently here. Three squares. Yep. Then he does his bonus action uh, to dash. Sorry, sorry. He uses his action to dash, which is another 30. And then I believe I have cunning action, which allows me to take my bonus action for a dash. Yes, yes it does. Yeah. yeah. So this little bunny, you just see, you just see, um, everyone sees like, he just thumps his leg. <laughs> And then just like starts like sprinting out of there. So Harry, um, you move from the back of the group right at the rear, closer <laughs> to the scorpions, and you just sprint past the rest of them. <laughs> Rather than going around them, you bound over the top of Tetra Nalthus and Lyra. Your mm. very lithe form crashing against the cobbles as you sprint forwards, almost this half run, half hop, dodging around Crassus before getting quite almost up to Niles when Niles was uh, right outside the tavern only sort of 30 feet away from the tavern itself the, the front door of the tavern um, you have to jump over one of the ants that's moving back avoiding the tavern in this big circle and you now seem to be on the inside of whatever this this circle of avoidance is so it seems to be within 30 feet of the tavern uh, yep. now this it's mm. your turn alright well I'm going to to stick to the plan that I've been told. 5, 10, 10, 20. However, I will use my action to take the dodge action so that I can nice. defend Crassus. Nice. Just want to double check now, this Each square's 10 feet. How many feet did you oh, move? I'm here. No, Just want to double check. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. There we go. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and then you take the dodge action ready to defend Crassus. Brilliant. Uh, Lyra, you're up next. Alright, she's gonna go 30 feet. Um, one, two, and then pop up on the other side of Crassus. And yeah, okay, I'm gonna dash action as well, so do another three. So at the moment, Tetra's just been left behind as the rest of you just sprint yeah. forward. Tetra kind of like turns to look at the scorpion and then turns back to look at you and then like double takes as all of them are just gone. Uh, she, 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 no, she, she's still out of the corner of eye, but she's sort of just getting a feel for something. Well, actually, it's your turn next, Tetra, and I can see that you've typed in chat. Do you want to say that out loud to Lyra as Lyra stands next to you? Yeah, I've got the plan. Plan, Lyra. Plan. <laughs> Run, my sweet summer child. <laughs> wow. You better got this as a runoff. <laughs> Tetra. Right, so, so she will um, go 10 feet down here. So as you move 10 off... feet towards the south, closer towards Nalthus and Crassus, keeping a bit of a distance between you and the illusion, as well as the scorpions. Now, um, yes. stop me if I'm wrong, but oops, I'm pretty sure a circle of 20 feet... By the looks of it, does that do nine or does that do four? Uh, like do you want that? me to give you a... Here you go. I can, I can do a little... Oh, there you go. So circle of 20, 20 feet diameter. Yeah. Would look like this. Okay. 
would you like to position that? I would like indeed. It? So what she'll do is huge, but what you do is you put it in here so that if they try and come running through, at least there's mostly mess them up. So what, what it'll be is um, she'll start moving and she'll have she'll be hovering her hands over the ground and there'll be one pull up here where it looks like a um, piece of oh, the, the hexagonal stone goes and another one and she'll pull oh, them up. Cool. So what she's doing is she's going to cast Entangle Mm -hmm. This is what her entangle looks like. It's not weeds and vines and sprouts. Instead, it's a um, uh, like an area of stones, like the giant's causeway. I'm thinking with each other, and just sort of hold uh, this yeah. magnetic resonance. So anyone trying to move through with anything metal or what have you will then be held. I mean, even the iron in the blood could be enough to help, like mm. hold a little bit yeah so, so it I'm, explains like the vines and stuff that's yeah, yeah giant giant's um, causeway those yeah. i'm picturing in my mind yeah. like the giant's causeway these like black rocks almost yeah, hexagonal yeah. shaped rising from the ground in different heights causing this very strange effect vibrating very faintly and as anyone goes near they sort of pull down towards it as they have to try and like walk over or even maybe it even increases gravity around it tetra Okay, yeah, I can see you nodding and Michael's got a very happy smile on his face. So, uh, <laughs> let's, let's go with that then. Let's say gravity actually increases around these things as you create cool. this very strange effect. That's so. Yeah, Tetra, yeah. you drop down this, this spell, concentrating, focusing, and then letting the energy flow out from you. And the ground, basically between now there's the illusion and the drones, forms these hexagonal pillars. Not high enough to be difficult to climb over, but the energy humming above them creates almost like a heat wave effect this warping and rippling of the air uh, just above where these structures are formed. Uh, and then you use the rest of your movement to just head a little bit uh, further north. Yep, and that, yeah. that ends the movement. I don't have any... Yep. So I'll show, she'll sort of take up spot next to Crassus. Fantastic. Crassus. That's what I'm done, hopefully. Hopefully. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, so we've got the entangle set up. We've got my minor illusion here. Trying to think, is there anything else I should do? <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. I should probably just run. I might, I might just dash. I think it's probably a good idea. All right, so 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60. Crassus, as you sprint through, nimbly dodging by one of the clockwork ants to push past Harry and Lyra, um, you're now only within like. 20 feet of the tavern entrance itself you can see the massive stills on the sides the steps leading up towards the tavern there's even a little outdoor seating area right in front of you with some steps leading up to it but it's all been untouched and what strikes you and niles most of all as you as you first arrive in this location niles looking down crassus looking up there's still cups a couple have been overturned there's one or two chairs that have been overturned there's still plates of food whatever happened clearly happened quickly mm. anything else in your turn crassus i will quickly inspect the um the tavern itself for entryways like entrances because i'm not sure if, it, if things are boarded up so i want yeah. to pinpoint some access yeah I, look i'd even say just with your passive perception you can see clearly there are two main entrances one uh, right on this uh, right above this seating area this outdoor platform 
seating area, there's two big double doors that lead into the interior of the tavern. Uh, there's a few windows, again, none of which have been smashed or broken, that look to be closed and sealed. Um, and then round the back where the stills are, you can see what looks to be probably like a small side door um, that has a large padlock on the outside of it. Right. But the um, front door, the entrance to the tavern, doesn't seem to be locked okay. or boarded up at all. I will, um, as I approach, I will say, um, as a free action, if you're, if there's anyone in there, um, we're here to help. Um, so please uh, allow us in, and together we can, you know, come out of this alive. You hear no response. That's fine. As long as we stayed our attention yeah. to them. And Niles has said we're friendly, so hopefully, whoever whoever is in there, yeah, is you know sort of getting yeah. that vibe. Niles. Um, yeah, not much I can do from over here, uh, having sprinted in, in, in record fashion to get to this uh, tavern. Standing on the roof of the tavern, <laughs> looking at back yeah. at your friends. Yeah. Um, I probably like, um, I probably scan the roof. There's probably no like access point in the roof or anything. Um, no, it doesn't look I'm, like it. I'm just going to drop down, um, you know, with a bit of a flat flatter. Flutter of the wings to sort of race my fall, uh, and yeah, I'm just going to sort of uh, call out to the guys or to any of the survivors. Um, uh, hello, any, anyone in there? Um, uh, we mean you no harm. You hear no response. No response. You hear no response. Um, I look at Ni- I look at Crassus and I say. Are you sure you saw a face in here? Um, <clears throat> Niles, you, you saw it yourself. I, I showed that screenshot, so we, we know we saw screenshot. that. <laughs> screenshot. Screenshot. I showed you that owl shot. <laughs> what, yeah, what is... That's a good question. What would that even be? <laughs> that image, image. It's almost like a hologram, like a... It's, a, it's just an image. Even yeah. then, would we even understand? You know what? We can talk about that in the time. Al capture. Al grab. You saw the image. People yeah. would know what an image is, like um, art and stuff. Um, but maybe try and find some access in. Yeah, sure. Um, I test the door. I see if it's locked. The door's open. As you try oh. the handles, the doorway opens, revealing a long okay. corridor inside. I walk in. Yeah, but I'm I'm on my guard because yeah. it seems very suspicious. Niles, as you as you walk into the the tavern entryway, uh, you can see there are a couple of different doors heading off from this main hallway. To your right, up ahead, it looks like the main tavern uh, foyer itself. To your left, you can see what look to be maybe bathrooms. One of the doors is actually partially ajar, revealing a chamber pot um, built into the wall and a small barrel full of water for washing one's hands. And the corridor continues to the the north of where you are, um, leading to a couple of other doors that seem to be closed. I'm, I'd say probably that's your full movement, like coming down, open yeah. doors, moving in. Is there anything else you'd cool. like to do while you're in there? Though? Uh, as an action, I'd probably just want to maybe use it, uh, maybe do a perception check to see if there's any like obvious traps or anything that might have been set up to deter intruders at yeah. all. Yeah, yeah, yep. Perception check. Seven. Looking good, Niles. Nothing to worry yeah, about. Yeah, nothing to worry about. Nothing oh, wrong. Looking good. 
as uh, as that's one of the relationship memes that uh, Alice and I have. I think it was on, on a rental property. There was like genuinely on the ad, it had nothing wrong looking good on it. <laughs> we disagreed with that statement fundamentally. Oh, okay. <laughs> but I just love that. We, it's, one of our, it's one of the things we always say, like nothing wrong looking good. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not used to having a character with low perception. I mean, even still, I've got plus four to my perception. Yeah, like plus four. <laughs> Nothing I mean, wrong I'm used to playing Yerbeth, who has like a 13. Yeah, yeah exactly right. <laughs> to see everything. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant. Analysis goes, oh, oh, it looks good in here. All good. Um, All good. The, the drone scorpions rush up towards now this uh, 10, 20, 30, pulls it right into the field. You watch, actually I'll do it on the diagonal so it's really trapped there. One of the one of the drones as it moves up immediately stops as it enters the period. It's not within five feet of you now, this technically, so it would not have a uh, attack opportunity if you were to leave. The other one, 10, 20, 30. Again, not within five feet. They're still five feet out of where you are as both of the drone scorpions are now called and cut and kept in this effect. You watch as the plating groans, the... Um, the actual like gears themselves seem to tick and the tails pull down against their bodies as the gravitational effect of this area uh, slowly slows them down. Now they need to make a dexterity saving throw. Is that correct? Um, is that correct, Tetra? Uh, yes, they do. They to need avoid to being a... just completely grappled. Yeah, it should be a dex save. Uh, that is a seven and an 11. I'm guessing they both fail. They both fail. They both uh... fail. <laughs> not what I needed to roll poorly. They do only have a plus one to dex, though, so it's not that I rolled that badly. Um, that's the end of the drones. Go. Um, we just check. No, neither of them have recharged. Um, Harry, it's your go. Um, Harry's tempted to enter the house, but he also wants to keep an eye on things. So, what Harry's going to do? There's some rubble just north of him, so he's he's planning to. Just move there, crouch down, and not, not physically crouch mechanically, but like uh, physically crouch hide. mechanically. <laughs> yeah, not mechanically crouching, but like okay. uh, he, was, he wants a bonus action hide in the in the rubble. Yep. Twenty three. Twenty three is not too bad, is it? Yeah, no, nah, that's nah, right. That's right. He's he's fucking invisible. No one knows where he is. <laughs> um, everyone thinks he's he's been shot in the leg again. Not even the DM. Um, the DM's like, where did that yeah. rabbit go? <laughs> um, what he would like to do is, so that was a bonus action hide. Um, I'd like to hold my action to, I don't know, try to shoot at the scorpion if it looks like it's going to be attacking nowadays or Tetra or, yeah, or absolutely. be ready to help or give the yeah. help action to either of them to, to yeah. escape a grapple or to get away from anything. Absolutely. Yep. Brilliant. Love it. Uh, now this. Okay. Can I jump to the drone and grapple it, please? Uh, you can. It's not within five feet of you, though, so you would have to enter ah. this this area to get within five feet of it. That's right. To, to jump and grapple it. Did you want to enter the uh, the, the no. effect? <laughs> you want to enter uh, Michael's zone of uh, gravitational... Uh... That would be bad. Um, I do want to attack it, though. It did one shot strength so check. Lyra okay. and myself last game, and that was like not they even a full power. Yeah, plus two to strength, Michael. Yeah. So that would have been a twelve was the highest. Would twelve have passed? No, nah, thirteen passes. So. There you go. So they both would have failed regardless. Okay. So what would you like um, to do now, Diz? 
Alright, I'll just keep going backwards then. 5, 10, 15, 20, 25. I only get to there. Remember, um, remember each one's 10. Yeah, yeah. 5, 10, 15, 20. 10, 20. Or do you round up or down? Because. DD always rounds down. Yeah, okay. So I can only go there then. 10, 20, yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. But. Oh, yeah, and that makes sense because you rounded up before, so that actually evens out perfectly now. Do you want to dash? This way. Uh, just just so you know, Lyra and Harry and Crassus all look to be on the other side of this. So, so the ants that are giving this tavern a wide berth, it looks like they're giving it sort of like a 30 to 40 feet berth, moving away from the outside of this in a perfect circle. Lyra and Harry, well, you can't see Harry anymore, but Lyra and Crassus look to be either just inside maybe Lyra's just outside this line but Crassus looks to be well yeah. inside you can actually see there is another ant giving it a wide berth um only probably like 40 feet away from you yeah I still wouldn't get there um yeah yeah you would yeah you would 10 20 you get to there no yeah. I was here 10 20 30 40 yeah because you, you moved up one no because I was there uh, 40 with a dash yeah yeah that's that's only just out, it's only just outside the line yeah that's all right i'll do that i don't know what tetra's doing though she doesn't like that no that's fine yeah Lyra. All right, that's my turn. All right, so i'm gonna do 30 feet of movement to get closer to the tavern is there a spot that i can sort of stop at oh, no that's not move is there a spot that I can sort of stop at that'll sort of give me like half cover or anything? Like, uh, oh yeah, I mean, some you, rubble. I mean, there, there's rubble from the buildings nearby, but there's actually stuff even closer to the tavern itself. In the the outside section, you can see there are a number of barrels and uh, crates stacked up that probably once contained food and drink that have been left out to be refilled. As you duck behind them, um, well within the uh, the circle around the tavern now, as you duck behind them, you think you're probably partially hidden from view. It's enough to sort of, you know, she's not really liking the idea of those scorpion tails, but she doesn't like the idea of um, sort of leaving Tetra now sort of in the wind. Um, so I'm going to turn around and I'm going to blast um, the scorpion that's not in the entanglement um, with a chill touch. Ooh, or at least range, I'm going to try. What range? 120 feet. Ah, oh, you're sweet. Oh, you're kidding me. Seven. Um... <laughs> What does your chill touch look like? I'm guessing it's like a special type of, of mushroom that you throw that creates this very like quick endothermic reaction that pulls in heat and freezes the air around it. Like a mushroom that I'm throwing. I'm thinking maybe more something that she's pulling up magically from below ground. So it's sort of um, almost like a necromancer pulling up a dead body, but um, it is the quick formation of a mushroom that... Um, just sort of liquefies down in like an acid almost maybe that's cold. <laughs> I have I mean, no, no, as, as I said, it could be, could be an endothermic reaction. So like as, as it liquefies, like it pulls in heat to, to fuel this chemical reaction, chilling the air around and actually causing these like tendrils of ice to freeze around. Unfortunately, as you, as you create this, as you focus and create the mushroom, you watch as it grows up and then immediately is hit by the gravitational field and just collapses back into the earth again. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty. Anything um, else on your turn, Lyra? 
If she can look, like, is there sort of like a window or a doorway sort of in that? Um, Not on the eastern side of the tavern. It looks like more the south and western sides might be more areas where you'd find a window. This area looks to be very close to the still. Not much of a view, so there's no windows here looking out from the outside. Sweet. Well done. Thank you. Tetra. All right, just... Okay. Yeah, right. Cool. Just checking something. All right, so what? So, um, look, Tetra's just gonna run. So she's gonna do uh, 10, 10, 20, 30, 40. As she passes now, she, she just presses a, a little, um, let me just double check that was, uh, a red jade into her hand. She'll say, red jade for energy. And then she's going to keep running. Nice. It just literally runs up to now. There's red jade for energy and then rushes past her. <laughs> drive so by, drive by crystal, crystal shopping. Exactly. So drive by guidance. Yeah. Nice. Uh. Brilliant. Uh, fantastic. Uh, at the top of the round uh, is Crassus. However, before you do as, oh no, now there's an, yeah, no, sorry. Crassus, your turn. Oh, okay. Yep. So okay. nothing happens? Nope. All good. Carry on. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, I forgot. I haven't been tracking my um, owl. It, so I'm actually meant to roll for the owl. Yeah. I'm assuming it's just been sticking with you, maybe giving you the help yeah. action if you need it. Just sticking with me. Or just dodging. Now. Maybe it's just been dodging in case of the scorpion tails yeah. coming back just on Just keep it dodging, and it's just it's just keeping pace with me. Um, okay. The, the scorpions are all over there. That's pretty good. Um, I'm going to do another minor illusion. Um, I'm gonna have I'm gonna do one here of how how tall is Harry? Uh, five feet. I'm gonna do Harry like standing there with his like daggers ready to attack them. Yeah, brilliant, fantastic, nice. love it. That's just That's to cool. create another roadblock. Yep. Um, and then I'm gonna move. So you said twenty feet away from me is the entrance to the tavern. Yeah, only uh, 10, 20, only 30 feet away from where you are now, right where Niles is on the map. So just 20, yeah, 30, 30 feet to the west of where you are. So, so is it there or is it here? Well, regardless, I'm going to move up to the door. Yeah. And it's been, has it been pushed open already? Because I think yeah, Niles, Niles has opened it. it. You just, you just push in and, and walk on in. You see the same corridor Niles was looking at before. All right, well, I'm going to... You probably see me in the corridor. Yeah. I'm going to jump in that corridor with Niles. Yeah. Then. Brilliant. I'd say, yeah, you've got, you've still got in the corridor. Movement, <laughs> so you're just, you're just standing there behind Niles. Uh, Niles, your turn next. Uh, no, Niles is probably just going to uh, continue to call out. Um, uh, we, we mean you no harm. We're, we're, we're here to help. And he's just gonna like slowly like make his way up to where like the main tavern area is. Niles, I'm gonna move you across to a. I can't, I can't. Can I put you separately on maps, or do I have to keep you together? No, I have to keep you together. Um, Niles, oh. I will move you across to a new map next session when all the players come here. But for the moment, um, as you move up and look into the tavern, you see a very opulent large open tavern seated area there's a bar set up along the far eastern wall a spit roast in the very center of the room still smoking the coals having lost a lot of heat but still a very faint waft of smoke coming up from the spit roast tables chairs all the way around the room some pushed back some pushed in you can see a few mugs full of drinks some half drunk 
one or two mugs that have been dropped to the floor. Again, the sense that people have only just left, but like food that you see is cold. It, yeah, it, it looks like people suddenly just left. Okay. So, but I'm essentially out of the turn order. Is that for the moment? Yeah, just because okay. I don't want—I don't want to let you get too far ahead without the rest of the, the rest of the sure. game. Yep. Uh, the drones there, are next, so I need to make a strength save. Otherwise, they're grappled and they can't move at all. Yeah. Okay, I'm pretty sure that's correct. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Please tell me that's not correct. I think it is though. Uh, the uh, cast a spell. Must saving throw when the spell ends. Uh, the, well, the spell ends, they went away, but it's concentration for up to a minute. Yep. Rotation, yeah. They lose their movement speed. Um, I rolled a nine for both. Oh, actually, it says a creature, well, sorry. Uh, strength saving throw will be strained by until the spell ends. Yeah, for one minute. Yes, yeah, so yep. for a minute. So they're stuck yeah. there. They're restrained. They're stuck. They both lose their movement speed. Um, and uh, uh, let me reroll, see if they recharge. No. Piss off, roll 20. <laughs> wow. Piss off. Oh, that is a move. Oh, one and three. The Ooh. tails do not recharge. Harry, you just watch as the scorpions just go with their claws and can't do anything as they are restrained by this gravitational pull. Um, <clears throat> No one's actually shot or hit yet, have they? No. They no. Yeah, um, Harry's like Harry sees everyone inside the circle, more or less. Yeah, pretty Daddy's much. Pretty much inside. It's just now there's Harry, left here. Uh, Harry uses his movement and his bonus action dash to get into the tavern, I guess. With yeah, the brilliant. Harry, you go join the others. Um, now this. I'm getting inside the circle. Brilliant. Now this. As soon as you cross the line, you watch as immediately. The scorpions, which were, were staring down only at you now, there's a, you've noticed that they were only looking at you. The second you cross the line, there's this sudden pause. They both slump for a moment and then look back up and then begin trying to move away, seemingly oblivious to your presence, despite the fact that they should clearly still be able to see you. They seem unaware of your presence now. They still can't move no and as they as they stand there trying to move just straining <laughs> against the the gravitational field they seem unable to to push free do they care about the minor illusion harry uh no because um, i'm assuming with crassus having moved in now the minor illusion harry because you still have to be within what? 30 feet no i don't illusion. have to be within oh. it's like a it just stays there how long for I'll, I'll display it in VTT. Or until you until you cast. Uh, range 30 feet. The duration is a minute, minute, but I don't have to stay within the range. It just stays there for a minute. Yeah, okay, in that case then, sorry, then the, the two scorpions the continue to try to like, move towards, then they would continue to try to move towards the illusion for the moment, then definitely, until you until you cancel the... Uh... Hmm. Well, oh, I would cancel I'll make an intelligence once. check. Let me, let me make it, let me make an intelligence <clears throat> check for them, because they've already been fooled with one of these. Let's see if they make the intelligence check. Watch as I now roll ridiculously high. 15, does that pass your spell save DC? Um, my, it's 13. Yes, so the, you watch as the scorpions power down, look back up, ignore the illusion, and begin trying to, to move away from the location that they're currently in. Um, seemingly no longer aware of your presence or uncaring. 
much like the yeah. ants had been before. And that okay. is where we're going to wrap up for tonight. The next section is a lot bigger than what we've got time left for tonight. We're already at 9.40. We're wrapping okay, up there. That's there's, interesting. A, there's a lot more bigger. coming. Oh, yeah. We're not going to get through that next section in any short amount of time. So that's where we're wrapping up for tonight. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. It's, it's been such a pleasure running uh, Return of the Dragons. Um, I am absolutely loving running a completely homebrew adventure and campaign. Very, very excited. And I am loving all the flavor that our amazing players are adding to their characters. So cool. I'm really looking forward to seeing these characters grow and develop. And yeah, really, really excited. Again, thank you so much, Dave, for joining us, playing uh, Harry, the lovely Harangon. Very, very excited to have you as a guest character. Um, you will be back joining us again next week, I hope. Yes, I will. Thank you for having me. Sweet. Yeah, we'll keep we'll keep you around for I think the uh, the last spire arc if you're if you're keen, and then we'll we'll definitely have or Harry I come die, back. Or I die, either one, a, whichever happens first. Or you die, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> we'll have <laughs> Harry we'll have Harry come back as a reoccurring uh, guest character, unless of course he dies as a result of this uh, this adventure. Or, or even if he does die, he can come back as different characters and just Sean Bean the situation. Could just Sean Bean it. Hi, I'm Barry. <laughs> I'm uh, Harry's brother. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> brother Goblin. Yeah, Barry, right. Gary, Larry. Yeah, actually, Dave, the, all the characters you've named in my, all the characters you've played in my campaigns have all had the name. All, all uh, the male characters. Have all, all had a name characters. starting with a letter and then A double R Y. It's true. I love all, all the male characters. Hest all the male Hestia characters. doesn't, Hestia doesn't, doesn't spell that way, but. That's Barry, true. Barry yeah. is amazing. I love Barry. <laughs> oh, that, was, that was great fun. Now, look, thank you awesome. so much, everybody. Stay safe, stay well. We will be back again before you know it. But until then, have a lovely weekend and see you guys again soon. Bye. For now. Bye. See everyone. Bye. Peace.